Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. Every episode microplot is a complete story with a beginning and an end that fits into the overarching macroplot of the whole season. Because they stand sturdily on their own, you can listen to these adventures in any order, and can skip any you don't enjoy. Today, we are playing using the combat mechanics from a game called D6 Feet Under. If you enjoy these mechanics, you can find D6 Feet Under on itch.io. That's I-T-C-H period I-O. Build your own D6 Feet Under character and play a game with friends. Speaking of friends, today... We are joined by Lothario Bushaki. Well, hey everybody. Uh, my name's Lothario. Uh, I am a half elf, uh, twenty years old. I'm about uh, five foot nine. Uh, uh, I, I come in dripping wet, about 150 pounds, so probably about 145 pounds. And uh, my hair is about shoulder length. Uh, Cavern clay is what I would call it, but most of y'all call it auburn. Um, I got light complexion and my eyes are violet, not violent, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, my clothes, as always, are super cool. I got, uh, and you know, puffy shirts are coming back, and so I got me a puffy shirt. And it's purple on the top right where my shoulder would be, but as you go down to my bottom left... It kind of is a gradient to uh, a, a bright blue, and that is, you know, I think that I'm I'm gonna be like a transetter or something like that. So, uh, and oh, and I got a hat, and my hat is um, it's got a feather on the left, and then two feathers on the right, cause I also believe feathers are making a comeback. Uh, so <laughs> yes, and oh, um, I traditionally am a a bard a singer and player of music. So we'll see if that uh, comes up later. <laughs> I have to say this because no one will be able to tell, but this is the <laughs> same person who played Skirmish. He's just a, an amazing voice actor. So <laughs> people are like, wow, you have hundreds of people on your podcast. <laughs> like, no, we have just really good voice actors. Um, oh, and he was the DM last week. Yeah. All right. Rufus T. Carbuncle. Avasti dogs. I am uh, Rufus Carbuncle. I am a pirate, or at least I, I was once, once long ago. Now I am. I have a hook on my hand where I was betrayed, and my crew, the blimey dogs, chopped it off upon a mutiny. I have thick mutton chops uh curling off my face and the mustache nothing down on the chin but and it's all gray it's all salt and pepper and uh an eye patch across one eye i wear teal e clothes bluish teal oceany colored clothes as you might expect from a pirate and i have on uh on one arm a ship's wheel that i use as a, a shield of sorts and i uh I'm no longer the swordsman that I once was, but now I command the powers of the ocean instead. Ooh. And, um, I'm a little rough for wear. I've seen better days. I'm not as smooth looking as Lothario over there. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good to, it's good to look good, but I'm not. <laughs> Excellent. And Graveyard Shift. 
Good evening. Um, my name is Graveyard Shift. I am a six foot six tall, copper metaled steelborn. I am 50 years old. My voice does not get much more animated than this given the current environmental settings. Uh, I wear my uh, watchman's uniform with pride. It is always pressed as, for, as per Creator Mother's requirements. I wear my poncho with pride. It is black with silver trim. And I am currently eyeing up my partner's uh, get-up because I think a light blue is quite fetching on him. Um, I currently have one eye uh, in the center of my head. It is very much like a viewfinder that people would have on technologies uh, that they might have in their world. Uh, it glows blue most of the time. Uh, it goes with the voice. Uh, when the color changes, my voice may change depending on the environmental settings. Ooh. Ooh. The three of you are members of Fire Breathing Kittens, a guild of adventurers who can be hired to explore the unknown, investigate a mystery, retrieve an item, solve a crime, guard valuable cargo, etc. As members, each of you have a tattoo of a fire breathing kitten on a shield. Where is it? Uh, mine is located on my neck. Enough so that you can see it when I. You know, wearing a deep V-neck usually, so you can see it. Right? The level of permanence of paint on this unit is fleeting at best, so to mimic ink under the skin, uh, it has been engraved on my left shoulder. So, uh, I got mine on my inner left arm, so like when I'm playing the lute, that's, uh, everybody can see it. And uh, just for clarification, my shirt, it is long sleeve, you understand, but I have them rolled up to the elbow so people know that I'm a, a hard worker. <laughs> I don't doubt that you are. Yes, that's where your tattoos are. Those tattoos let you see text on the flyers that Nulisag, the guild leader, writes and posts to the job corkboard. Text that, you're recalling now, said something along the line of, and I'm going to read this in Nulisag's voice, Captain Morgan is hiring guards to protect their ship, the Revenge. Ensure its safe arrival in the port of Jishope, and you'll each receive 100 gold. Would anyone like that repeated? No, I heard ship and I am on board, if you know what I mean. And <laughs> I, I look at my companions and I give them the, the one-eye wink. Graveyard Shift's entire eye blinks. <laughs> ah, fellow Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> I go ahead and shoot him the finger guns like, yeah, I got what, I see what you're saying. All right. You all have it. Captain Morgan, the revenge, ensure it's safe arrival in Chishope to receive 100 gold each. The wooden deck of the revenge is sturdy and safe under your feet currently. You're standing on it right now. It's docked in the port city of Nikimoy. Well, not docked anymore, you three notice, as two crew members Pull the ropes on board and the ship sets off. The crew of this mighty three-masted galleon ship unfurls its sails and steers it out of the no-wake zone in the harbor, eventually pointing the bow to the open sea. Far off, by the way, uh, I don't know a lot about boats. <laughs> Caveat to this You're adventure. You're doing great. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea either. Far off in the distance, storm clouds are brewing. 
How do you all handle being on a boat? Well, <laughs> as the resident pirate here, I, I'm like, I grab the rails and I take a deep breath of ocean air and I, I, I don't know, I, I hock a, a loogie over the rail for good luck and I say, ah, it's, it's good to be back. And uh, I see the storm on the horizon and I, and I laugh. <laughs> Should be a good one, gentlemen. Graveyard Shift, despite being quite tall, is uh, looking a little sheepish. Um, I don't think I thought ahead far enough. I didn't get any undercoating for the salty air. Uh, I might need to do some maintenance later. So I grew up in Gadilu, and that is uh, Port City. I don't know if y'all know that. But uh, I'm used to going out on ships every now and again. And uh, I'm doing the same thing I would do normally. Uh, I get to the center of the ship. Uh, so if this is a three-mast uh, get-up, I'm in that middle-mast area. Uh, I'm going to try to not vomit or anything like that. And my hat, which I'm very proud of, I'm going to try to really secure it on my head. Because if there's a storm coming, those feathers, they're going to be flying away. And I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> Yes. The revenge has slowly meandered out of the docks and into the harbor. You pick up speed and the docks shrink smaller and smaller. Two deckhands are tying ropes in place. The first is a ram-horned, muscle-armed woman with a tattoo under her eye. And the second is a balding human man, short, stooped, leathery, tan skin, and a long, dirty silver beard. Does Graveyard Shift recognize the man? Do a wit check. Oh, by the way, we're playing the game D6 feet under. Your wit is... I have your character sheet here. Your three. Your wit is three, yes. So you're going to take the lower one. I rolled a six, a six, and a five. Therefore, I will be taking the five. Okay. If the result is higher than or equal to the difficulty, you succeed at the action. The difficulty was easy, which means the number had to be two or higher. So you pass. You recognize Atticus Birch. Um, I approach him um, and I say, Atticus, uh, you are on a ship that isn't yours. Oh, graveyard shift. Yes. This is an old man's voice. Sure. Yes. Yes. It's good to see you again. I, you know, I had to get out on a boat again. I love boats. I loved my own the most, you know, she was my lifelong companion. But without her, I still have to be on a boat. You know, I just have to. I, I, I'm quite happy to see you. Uh, have you been doing much fishing off the side of the boat? This doesn't look like a fishing vessel. This looks more like a traveling vessel. It is. It is. This is not a fishing vessel at all. It's, it's a cargo vessel, and it's very hard work for an old man like me. But it's worth it to be on a boat again. I can see that. So the uh, search for who destroyed your uh, previous shit uh, boat hasn't turned up anything still? I wish. If only I could have my boat back. Oh, oh. <laughs> I pat him on the shoulder. I probably have to get down on one knee to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could I, would I have heard this conversation? Mm-hmm. 
uh, sorry to interrupt here, but, um, how did you lose your ship? I similarly have lost a ship and a hand. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious. What, uh, what are we, what's the, what's the tale? Well, it's not like boats exactly wander off. It's more like they get stolen from us. Am I right? I, you are right. <laughs> and I am unhappy about it still. And I smack him on the back. I like this guy. <laughs> he stumbles a little. <laughs> yeah, you instantly bond. You're both without your, your favorite boat. But this one oh. will do. <laughs> She's a good vessel. <laughs> um, I turn to the uh, tall lady with the horns and the tattoo. Uh, is What's the tattoo under her eye? Is it like I killed someone tattoo? Like with a teardrop? <laughs> I will describe it one second. It's like a circle with, at the one o'clock position, a comma coming off of the circle. The fat part of the comma is further from the circle. Okay. Did a very bad drawing, but I think it'll <laughs> suffice. Um, I'll turn. Is she taller than me? Am I, I'm 6'6". Six, six. No, 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 no. She's like a foot shorter than you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'll turn to her um, and say... Greetings. You are with uh, with my friend here. Uh, are you his traveling companion? We are co-workers. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, uh, you got uh, a name? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I want you to do your choice. Are you using fit to show how dexterous you are? Maybe like doing a pose? Or are you doing wit to come up with a nice, um, I guess, hey, baby, you got a name? Yeah, do a wit check. <laughs> a witch. Okay. So <laughs> remind me of... I got a wit of four. So roll 46 and take the lower number. I've rolled 46, and yeah. the lowest number of the four is a three. That means that you could only pass it if it was an easy difficulty. Let me see. If the result is higher than or equal to. So easy or tricky. It was complicated. Oh. So, yeah, it's complicated, which means that you did not pass. So she looks you up and down, distrust in her eyes. And she says, if you need professional assistance as a member of the crew, I, Charlotte Wet, will assist you professionally. Oh, yeah, of course. No, no, no. You, I, please don't misunderstand. We are professionals on this ship. I just became an adventurer just last week, and that's why I'm here. I step up and I, I pat Lothario and I say, I, <laughs> he's, 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 you know, landlubbers, they... Yeah, it's we'll we'll be professional from now on. And I give him a look like with my one eye, like, <laughs> come on, come on, man. Hey, I call everybody baby, baby. <laughs> you, you, does. baby, he, too. He does. <laughs> Tell her to smile more while you're at it. <laughs> Very loudly to Rufus, so that Lothario can hear. She says, "Yes, after you have spent some time in prison, you treasure open sky and the smell of the salt breeze." And then she hustles off to, like, put some ropes in coils. Damn. <laughs> to prison. Okay, that's not where I thought. Maybe you guys think that's where the, uh, the... Anyway, um, uh, sailboat time. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned that, uh, do I have any kind of background information with certain gang or prison tattoos, seeing as I'm law enforcement? Mm, but you're law enforcement in Jishope. Yes. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to make this difficult. 
Okay. Go ahead and roll your wit on it, which is three dice. We're learning. We're learning. Yes. D6 feet under. Three dice. Let's go. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> my, my lowest one's a two. No. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm ignorant on the matter. Well, it looks to me like it's an upside-down cue. So maybe when she looks down with her eyes, she sees a cue. That's, that's the best I got. Well, it's better than what I got. <laughs> I got nothing. It ain't a pirate tattoo, I'll tell you that. Or at least not one I know. So, you're all on the deck of the Revenge. The harbor is far behind you, the shore far away, and a tiny line on the horizon. Turning away from shore, storm clouds darken the horizon of the open sea. A small, uninhabited island, barely large enough for a thick copse of trees, looms on the left, or port side. <laughs> I'm getting nods. I'm learning ship words. Getting nods and getting nautical. <laughs> um, is, can, is there a captain? <laughs> we, we discussed the crew. I'm going to, okay, Rufus is going to look around and, and realizing this is going to be like, who is steering this wonderful, gigantic ship with two crew? <laughs> uh, a combination of uh, Charlotte and Atticus is manning and, and other nameless, faceless things. Okay. People, people are manning this this boat. Um, but I'm just gonna let you know the only two uh, people I'm gonna bother to name are so uh, Charlotte's at the he at the helm. Uh, she has really strong arms. She's doing a great job. Yeah. Okay. You are getting closer to this small island with its copes of trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it off? You said it's off to our port side. Yeah. Okay. Whoa! On the starboard, which is the right side of the boat, a spray of water announces a pod of orca whales. Mmm. The killers of the sea approach. I'm sorry, do what now? Uh, they're very pleasant, but they just madly kill everything else. Except really humans, That's they're fine with that. But anything else, they'll just destroy them. So, so if you're half-human... What's the situation? I can't speak to it, to be honest. I oh. have not been eaten by the orca whale, personally. So I know okay. that they don't like humans, or at least me. They don't like me. So maybe my knowledge is not as as great as I thought. Well, but I'm I appreciate your advice. I'm going to go ahead and stay by the center mast, and uh, I'm going to look at them uh, beautiful trees on the port side. Hey, are you trying? Um, are you trying not to vomit? I'm trying Is, real hard. Yeah. All right. Well, if you if you gotta, you go for distance. Is what I always say. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is wonderful advice. <laughs> um, you you seem to be very familiar with uh, ships and the sea and whatnot. Uh, there As are I storm clouds. My mutton chops with my hook hand. <laughs> <laughs> There seem to be uh, storm clouds approaching. Uh, typically, are we supposed to avoid those? It depends if you want to have fun or not. <laughs> and I smack graveyard on the on the shoulder. Am I right? This guy he knows. <laughs> looks up at the sky. I look up at the sky, and if the aperture of my one eye could get wider, it would. Um, <laughs> as 
as much as my poncho, as much as my poncho protects me from the elements, um, like I said, uh, I'm made of metal and I did not undercoat today. Um, I was in a rush this morning and, uh, I would rather not get wet, let alone salty. Um, the whales, are they still there? Yeah. Um, Graver's never seen an orca before, so he's, he is going to go over to the starboard side and get a closer look. I'll join him. You experience the wondrous joy of a pod of orca whales dancing in the spray of the waves of the ship. This is a full galleon ship. These whales are jumping up and down in the water. It's beautiful. The island with its dense trees looms even closer now. Even closer. You pass it. And I'm going to say specifically Lothario, who's paying attention, sees its backside. Anchored behind and hidden by the trees was a ship, although smaller than yours. There's a flurry of movement, people running around on deck. The ship's sails unfurl and catch the wind, and it begins to move. Hey, everybody that's uh, looking at them orca whales, there's a ship over there. What is the uh, protocol when you're on a ship and you see another ship? Do you uh, wave or, I mean, I don't know, can they see me? I'm going to wave anyway. I, I'm, I'm waving. <laughs> I yell to Charlotte, a vast Captain Helmswoman, a ship off the stern. <laughs> Is it coming our way? Oh, yes. Is it like, oh. She, she looks, she whips her head around her shoulder. She's looking, and the ship gains speed, catching up to you. It's mm. close enough now that you can see the faces of the people on board it clearly. And Lothario, they are not waving back. As a group, <laughs> they are carrying something. A long wall of wood. Their ship races up alongside yours. They rotate that wall of wood, and horizontal, it becomes a bridge between your ship and theirs. Everyone, it's time to determine combat turn order as you are being boarded. Just stop waving at them. <laughs> well, there is a saying where I'm from. Not everybody waves, but everybody waves back. So the fact that they're not waving back is trouble. That's all I got to say. So by default, not everybody waves is... Never mind. <laughs> this is the first day. This is the exception to the rule, you see. Everybody waves oh, back because everybody's friendly. I guess maybe their hands are full with this uh, large plank of wood or wall of wood or whatever it is. I mean, imagine trying to carry this massive piece of wood and then you're trying to wave. You're just going to drop it. I, I suppose that is true. All right. Okay. So first I'm going to describe the NPC's actions because I'll get them out of the way and then we can handle you guys learning the rules and stuff. So Atticus is, um, he will not have another boat taken from him and he rushes to the, to the plank, to the gangplank and he is on it. Uh, and Charlotte is like trying to figure out what is going on. She's looking around and she sees now I'm not, certain that the rolled up sleeve rolled up to the inner arm to show the tattoo or that the engravement on the shoulder necessarily maybe when you turned around it was more visible and then I, I kind of forget uh, Rufus where was your tattoo? On uh, the neck. The front part of my neck. Okay so she's putting pieces together and she's like foul breathing kittens huh? She's like maybe you guys this is an inside job that you're like getting us boarded by pirates so she's like there's a spark of recognition in her eyes. I want Everyone here to do a wit check, which is roll the number of dice that you have as wit. Take the lowest number. Uh, my lowest was a five. 
believe it or not. <laughs> Natural one. Whoa. Whoa. So I got three fours and one one. <laughs> it was a complicated check, which is a four, a five, or a six. So Rufus, you see, she looks like she has more to say to you. But she narrows her eyes and doesn't say more. And she's going to try to wrestle the ship away. So, like, the gangplank falls off. So she's, like, doing steering stuff and, like, boat ropes. <laughs> okay, so that's where the NPCs are. Now we're going to determine combat position. Each player should roll a fit check, which is the number of dice that you have for fit. Fit is, like, your dexterity or speed. So go ahead and roll the fit check. And then subtract wit from the roll. Okay? From the sum of the roll? Um... Rolling a fit check means you take the number of dice. So let's say, for example, your graveyard, you have four fit. Roll four mm -hmm. dice and take the lowest number. Okay. Lothario, you have two fit. Roll two dice and take the lowest number. And... I have four, so I... Yeah. And take okay. your lowest number. Then subtract the number that you have for wit. So for graveyard, it's three. Subtract three. For Rufus, it's four. Subtract four. And for Lothario, it's four. Subtract four. So tell me your numbers now. Rolled a two. Three from two is negative one. Okay, yes. Uh, rolled I rolled a two. a two. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Just tell Rufus. me your final number. Yeah. Uh, it was a negative four. Negative four? All right. No, no, sorry. Negative nice. two. Neg I don't math. Yep, negative, negative two. <laughs> Maybe you should tell me the math, actually. Uh, it's a two. Minus four. Yes, that's a negative two. <laughs> sorry. I also got a negative two. A negative two. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to have you two do a roll-off, because I forget what you do during a tie. Oh, ties are resolved with a die roll. Higher goes first. So both of you roll a d6. I got a four. I got a two. Okay, so Rufus goes before Lothario. Okay. Uh, point of clarification, DM. Yeah. Uh, we're being boarded. Uh, this wall or bridge, or however you want to say, is that coming down on the port side? Yes. Okay. That's all. Thank you. You're welcome. I am now going to roll for the non-player characters. Done. Next, we're going to determine everyone's position. Each player determines their position by rolling 2d6. Go ahead and roll 2d6 and then tell me your number. Oh, before the game, I had everybody make a piece of paper with the numbers 1 to 10 on it. What's everybody's positions? Mine is 7. Rufus is, is seven. Seven. Okay, gotcha. And what I'm doing to mark position is I've got these different colored dice. I've got orange for the player characters, and I've got green for the enemies. And I'm putting down on the seventh position, so it's one through ten positions on the paper. And since you're going second in the initiative, your dice has the number two on it. Or in the turn order, we don't call it initiative. So I've got a, a dice with the number two face up on the seven. Okay. Lothario and Graveyard, what are your positions? Uh, I got my pos Oh, go ahead. And Sorry, you roll 2d6. You're keeping Thanks. both numbers, I think, though. Yeah, so I got two. Oh, you got snake eyes on both? Yeah, I have snake eyes. Wow. Okay, so since you are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in the position, I'm going to put this eight on position two. And that is graveyard. Okay, so everyone did that too. You put the eight mm -hmm. up dice on position two. Atticus is third in the turn order, and got 
position five. So if you want to put a dice with a three on position five. And Lothario, what's your position? Uh, I got a six. Okay, you are the fifth to go. So put a dice with the number five on the number six. So everyone should have on position two, the dice that says eight. On position five, the dice that says three. On position six, the dice that says five. On position seven, the dice that says two. Uh, the dice that says one is at position seven with the dice that says two, which is Rufus. Apparently, you have run across the gangplank. Is that... Me? I w- would you do that? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah, Rufus um, was once a great swordsman and hasn't quite come <laughs> to terms with the lack of hand. So, yeah, I think he maybe unknowingly found himself running across... Okay, so if you're following along at home and you don't have a paper and a pen to write stuff down, don't worry, we're keeping track of it, we'll tell you, but you can't theater of the mind this game because whether or not you hit depends on how far away you are from someone. So just to confirm with everybody, dice one is on position seven, dice two is on position seven, dice three is on position five, dice four is on position ten, dice five is on position six, dice six is on position seven, dice seven is on position two, dice eight is on position two, and dice nine is on position five. There we go. Does everyone have that? Yes. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to D6 Feet Under. Position is important. Just to give you all some reference, 10 is the enemy ship and 2 is your ship. So, Graveyard, you're still on the ship, the Revenge, and a pirate has rushed over to you. The others rushed onto the gangplank. Okay. Each round has two phases, planning and acting. During the planning phase, everyone's going to take turns from the lowest roll to the highest roll. Dice one is going to declare what they're going to do. Dice one is going to declare that they're going to attack two twice. Dice two, it's now your turn to declare what you're going to do. Rufus. I will pull out. I think I'll look at first and I'll realize that I don't have a sword. I have my hook hand. (laughs) Curse to myself. And then I will. I think I can take. I forget. I'm looking. I'm trying to look at how many attacks I can take. You can make two attacks if you have two hands. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> can you? Uh, so, can you, uh, there's a question. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I have a tool on my hand. Does it count as a hand because it's a hook and it can attack people? Uh, Stat-wise, I'll grant you not only bare fist, but also a light weapon for that. All right, wonderful. Then I will t- I'll, I'll return the favor on person one and do two attacks as well. Excellent. Number three is Atticus, I believe. Atticus is going to attack number nine twice. Number four. Do I not have a four? Where is four? Oh, it's all the way over there. there. Four is going to move forward two. Four is going to move two. Five? What are you going to do? Oh, that's me. Uh, I'm going to see my man Rufus with uh, two guys on him. And I'm going to insult one of them that's gonna be a ranged attack i'm gonna deliver some very uh cutting remarks to uh number one okay you're gonna attack one uh two times oh maybe maybe i'll do one on one and then one on six okay attack one one times six one times i'm writing this down because um we're gonna go back through these and see if they're possible you'll see six knows that they're gonna get attacked once by actually which one Rufus, did you say you were going to attack one or six? I, I was only going to hit number one twice. Okay. So six knows that they're getting hit by Lothario. So honestly, they're going to move twice up to position five and not get attacked. 
by Lothario. Oh, man. Oh, I should man. not have announced myself like that. <laughs> you have to. It's okay. All right. And seven is going to attack eight twice. Eight, what are you going to do? You're at position two. There's no opportunity to uh, block. I'm just, I, I think I'm just going to attack seven as well. We're just going to be duking it out. Nice. Nine is near three, so it's going to attack three two times. Okay, so what is happening visually is that there's a bunch of pirates that are jumping on your boat by running across this gangplank, which was when they held it up. So picture like a, a plywood sheet. When you hold it up, it's a wall. When you put it horizontal, it's a ramp. And can they I, have... Huh? Can, I, can I just add one thing? Yeah. If you've ever tried to hold a sheet of plywood in a breeze, it is the hardest thing <laughs> in the world. So... It's a funny imagery of how hard it would take so many dudes to hold that up. Anyway, it took sorry. five dudes at least. Yeah. Okay. There okay. we go. Yeah. Well, that's why they weren't waving. I mean, <laughs> they were busy. <laughs> Number nine is going to attack three two times because they're in the same position. They don't add a dice for a difference in position, and because they're making two attacks, they get two dice. So I'm going to roll the dice. The first one is a four, and the second one is a three. Now I'm going to take the lower number. And that's a three. There you go. I'm doing it right, right? Yes. <laughs> We're all shrugging. We don't really know. And the lower number is a three. It's a hit plus a drawback. A hit plus a drawback means that they drop their sword. So after they hit Atticus, this old wrinkled man, they're going to drop their sword. So first I'm, I'm going to roll damage. So here's the damage on the hit. That is a six on the dice. Holy cow. Okay. Um, Bad news for Atticus. <laughs> Atticus is... um has taken six damage. We're just going to talk about what that means in a second. But also, Nine's sword that they slash the old man with, the sword is dropped at four. <laughs> and Atticus took six damage. So let's talk about the luck system. When your luck is reduced to zero, you're considered wounded. When your luck is reduced below zero, and you're an NPC, he goes, arg, And he crumples, blood sprays, and he falls off the gangway. Everyone, please remove three from your sheet. He belongs to the sea now. Next up is eight. Eight is going to attack two times. Graveyard Shift is going to see that the light emanating from his blue eye is going to turn red. The shield is going to pop out that's integrated into his left forearm, spin around, you know, kind of like Kratos from God of War. And... Same thing is going to happen. He's going to draw his rapier, and he's going to try to deliver two attacks towards number seven. There's no difference in your position. Because you're making two attacks, you get to roll two dice. First roll a d6 and announce your number, and then roll a second d6. First d6 is a two. Second d6 is a two. <laughs> I think that's a miss. Yeah, that's a miss. Yeah, that first attack is a miss. Go ahead and roll your second attack. You get two dice. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, lowest one is three. Your lowest one is three, which means you get a hit plus a drawback. More enemies are alerted. Um, mm, I'm yelling. Or your weapon is dropped at a position adjacent to yours. You can pick. So I'm going to alert more enemies. Oh, no. So this, like, high metallic screech just emanates <laughs> not just from his, oh, no. like, from where you think his mouth is, but the whole, his whole body, like its speakers. I'd like everyone to add two dice, one to position four. What does that add? Does that add bad? Guys? Does that mean he's a ten? 
one at position four, and that one is a 10. So I've got to break out like the D20s here. Position four, it's a 10. Uh, they sprinted. Wait, no, they would be at position nine and position 10. Let's be real. Oh, okay. There's a 10 and an 11 on the board now. Enemies was plural, right? So, okay. So we have added at position nine, we've added the number 10 on a dice. And at position 10, we've added the number 11 on a dice. Okay. And narrate what happens and uh, roll your damage. I'm going to roll one D6, please. Uh, are you, What weapon are you attacking with, actually? Uh, the rapier. I rolled a natural six, so I guess that's three damage. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah, you, you've you killed a pirate. Mm. Oh, get in. <laughs> I'm removing the dice seven from position two. It's off the board. Eight now stands alone at position two. And actually, seven's turn was next, so I'm going to go with they grunt, collapse. They were on the boat, so they're still on the deck. There we go. Now, dice six wanted to move to five because they're sprinting. They're trying to board the boat. Number five now. Oh, that's me. So I'm going to go ahead and deliver a blistering insult to number one. Uh, I guess I'll say something like, we're going to put you on your back like a baby with a full diaper. (laughs) (laughs) That's insulting, right? I mean... Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So... Yeah, but in his mind, he, he it echoes in his brain, and it's too much for him to handle, I hope. Yeah. So do do I roll, I guess that's a ranged attack, so that's 2d6, correct? Uh, Yes, because you are one away, and you are making one attack this turn, because six moved. What is the lower of the 2d6? Oh, is it lower? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not good at all. That's a one. <laughs> that misses. You shout that... But how do they react? You can describe it. They, I think the appropriate response to that <laughs> insult is confusion. It's like, <laughs> what? Am I a baby? A, I, I'm not wearing a diaper. And so they look just confused. I think that's probably appropriate. Yes. And they do not take any damage. But that's a good turn. And you would have attacked six, but they moved. Yeah, uh, I guess I throw another insult in the direction of where six was, <laughs> but no ears are there to collect it, and no mind is there to be disturbed, so it just passes on by. Okay. Four is going to move to... Where did four go? He's ah, on ten. they're on ten. ten. They move up to eight. That ends their turn. Three is going to attack nine two times. Where's three? Is three dead? Oh, no. <laughs> Three was oh, yeah, three dead. Yeah. yeah, poor Atticus. I oh. mean, it was nasty. Oh, no. Rest in peace. Two is going to attack one two times. Where's two? Oh, there's two. Two is orange. Ola, that's you, Rufus. You you got yeah. it, baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> you, kill, you killed my friend that I just met. <laughs> So I'm going to say, I'm going to flavor this uh, as two attacks with two things. My my shield, which is just a ship's wheel, yeah. and my hook. So I'm going like, to nice. pop him one and then slash him with the other and say, Atticus, no. <laughs> and, um, nice. Roll 2d6 for your first to hit. I got two fours. So the lower was a four. Two fours, that hits. Now roll 1d6 to do damage. 
a two. With a light weapon. So would that be a one? 1d6 divided by... Yeah. One damage. They look wounded. You've smashed them with your wheel shield, and they're they're teetering on the edge of the gangplank. Take your second attack. All right. Uh, The lower was a three. That is a hit plus a drawback. Okay. Uh, You are going to drop your hook. (laughs) Oh, no. I didn't know that was possible. (laughs) It's not very well secured at all. (laughs) It's going to be dropped It's hard to tie in. (laughs) At position six. All right. At position six. (laughs) That's where I am. Hey, there's a hook in my feet. (laughs) But you do get to hit. Yeah, yeah, and I did two more damage. Whoa! Because uh, it was a four, so right, four divided by two. Yeah, yeah. So, two damage. Describe what happens. You've killed them. I raise up me hook, <laughs> and I <laughs> slash down into this pirate. I don't think he was the one that hurt Atticus, but I'm taking out my vengeance <laughs> on it. <laughs> and I <laughs> slash into him, and I like to imagine that I hit in such a bad angle that, that it, like the hook got stuck. And you hear a loud, like, thwop noise as it sucks off my hand, and there's just a stump remaining. Curse that hook! (laughs) And then uh, the guy dies. And how does it end up at the position next to you? Uh, it, I think just, it just hits the deck and and rolls, uh, you know, the bottom of it has, like, that, like, rolly cuff, and it just rolls over there. And I, I feel good about it, though. I took out a dude. <laughs> all right. I am removing one from the map. Wow. Two is all alone at position seven. Rufus, you're, you're all alone there. And now it is one's turn. One has declared that they're going to attack two two times. I don't see one. Oh, that's the one you I just think killed. one just died. Yeah. <laughs> Rufus, you don't get attacked. Yay. All right. And that was turn one. To announce where everything is on the board, on position two is number eight, which is... That's me. Yes. Graveyard. On position five is number nine. On position six is number five and number six. On position seven is number two. On position eight is eight and four. On position nine is ten. And on position ten is eleven. That's good audio right there. That's what people come Mm -hmm. to a podcast to hear. So now we're going to declare what we're doing in order from one to eleven. One is dead. Two, what are you doing? I think I look at my hook and I shake my head in despair because knowing the hook, it is a tough thing to tie back on. I was right-handed before I lost me right hand. And so I don't even look at it. I'm going to, I don't know if it would take an action to drop said shield and pull out the, um, we're flavoring it like, it, it, you know, a ranged weapon. Uh, I would like to shoot a gust of wind, like ocean breeze wind out of my other hand as like a spell, basically, as magic uh, on my attack. So whether or not I can do that twice or that dropping a shield would count as one action. It does not count as an action right now. <laughs> okay, then I will throw my shield down and on my turn I will, uh, looking over at Lothario, because he's adjacent to me, and has one guy there. I'm going to attack him twice, which six. would be number six. Perfect. Yes. yes. Okay. Excellent. Number three was Atticus, the the too soon departed. Mm-hmm. 
You saw him mowed down right in front of you. I don't see a four on the board. Oh, four is on eight. Okay. All right. Four is going to attack two twice. Five. What are you going to do? Well, uh, number six is right next to me, apparently. And uh, there's a hook that I would <laughs> like to return to my man, uh, Rufus. Um, will that require an action to give him his hook? Yes. The hook is just going to have to stay Ooh. there until you're not in mortal peril. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a... <laughs> crazy situation so um what i'm gonna do mm, i don't like six mm. he got a funny look about him and so uh what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pull out my lute and i'm gonna play a song oh no no i can't do range because it's right next to me i was gonna do a range attack but that's foolish Technically, nothing in the rules says that you can't do a ranged attack to someone in the same position as you does it because we were looking for that earlier I don't think it I f- does. I feel like you know what stylistically though. Yeah, we were talking. I about think that. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and pull out my rapier. Okay. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna poke uh, number six twice because again, I don't like the way he looks. <laughs> and I'm gonna announce it to him because <laughs> he needs to know he's about to go down. Oh, six is moving right after you, and you know what they're gonna say. I'm going to announce it to you right back, and six is going to attack five two times. <laughs> well, well, bring it on, baby. See, I call everybody baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, seven, I don't see on the board. Uh, eight. He was, he was ended by number eight. Yeah, graveyard. Yeah. So position two has number eight. What are you going to do, eight? That's graveyard. Um, yeah. So graveyard is almost in a blind. He's not even a barbarian. He's just really mad. Um, he is going to charge um, down that gangplank and try to get onto that ship. That's two actions to move two positions. So I can't swing at anybody because that's my two actions were used for movement. Correct? Yeah, I think so. I think as an action, you can move to an adjacent position. So you can get from two to four. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the plan. Okay. I will shout over my shoulder while I'm eyeing number six. I'll say, Graveyard, do you have a ranged weapon? The uh, rapier retracts back into the wrist, and then a wrist-mounted light crossbow pops out, and then he waves it in the air. Because instead of moving twice, I know you just announced you were moving, but you can move one time and then shoot one time. Let's try that. All right, eight is going to move to three. Mm-hmm. And, and take a pot shot at nine, I guess? Yeah, shoot nine one time. Let's try to do that. Perfect. All right, I'm going to announce the other ones. Nine is going to attack five two times. Ten is going to attack... Wait, 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 wait. Huh? <laughs> huh? Hold on. That's me. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Ten is going to attack two, two times. Ugh. Eleven is going to move to eight. And twelve is going to attack two two times. <laughs> I'm about to have a rough round. <laughs> well, it's called D six feet under. You know, you gotta die. All right, so twelve is gonna attack two two times. So uh, twelve is adjacent to two, and that means that it's gonna roll a dice for being adjacent because the position difference adds a D six, and also two dice because they are attacking twice. So they are going to roll three D six. The three D six are a one, a five, and a four. So they miss you because the lowest number is a one. So they miss you. 
Oh, sweet. The second attack is also three dice, and that's a two, a two, and a four, and a two also misses you. So 12 has missed you <laughs> twice, Rufus. I just laugh in their with, face. With their pistol. They're using like an old-timey pirate pistol. 11 is going to move to eight, so everyone go ahead and move that dice over to eight. Moved from 10 to eight. 10 mm-hmm. is going to attack two, two times. Now, the distance there is two positions, so I'm rolling four d6. The first roll got a two, which misses. The second roll got a two, which misses. That, well, really far away. Also, Rufus is dodging bullets. <laughs> I got I got a high fit. I'm just like, I'm <laughs> bobbing and weaving. I was a swordsman once. I might not have that ability anymore, but I'm quick. Nine is going to attack five two times. There's a position difference of one, so I'm rolling three dice. Now that is a two, so you are missed. And then the second attack, the lowest is a four which means that oh, that is a no. hit. And Lothario is hit. I'm going to roll a d6. It is a pistol. I'm also keeping track. You can only fire your pistol six times before you need to reload it. And they deal four damage to Lothario. That's a that's a lot of damage. I will say I had uh, what you'd call uh, three hit points. <laughs> so Lothario... Uh, hits the deck, and I think this is the end of a very <laughs> short chapter of, of life. But um, can I throw an insult his way while I'm falling to my death? Uh, no, but you can read your mortal abilities. You've got a lucky item. If you don't choose to use your lucky item, which you don't have to, then we're going to roll to see if you become a specter, a zombie, a new mortal, an angel, or a demon. Or if you just survive. So... Uh, so let me know if you're using your lucky item or not. I will go ahead and use my lucky item, and okay. I will read what that says. It says, I own a lucky item from someone I care about deeply, and in this situation, it is a gilded cigarette case that my Grandma D gave me. It's beautiful. And so having it on my person increases my maximum luck by one, and so luck is kind of like hit points, seems like, in this situation. And then additionally, when I get reduced to zero luck, which I am there, I can choose not to get wounded, but doing so will break my lucky item, making it forever lose its supernatural properties. And uh, so what happens is he's shooting a gun at me, right? I mean, this is a pistol or something like that. Yeah. I'm going to need a story about the loved one who gave it to you, and then I'll give it to you. (laughs) Okay. I can handle that. So Grandma D... She's a tough character. So um, she's actually the one that gave me my name, Lothario, because it, it's a tradition in her family. Uh, Demetria Peasoup is her given name. And in the Peasoup family, the tradition is maternal grandma names the babies. And so she named me because she said, you need to be named after your father, which is weird because my father's name is Luke. But I think it's because she always called him Lothario, for whatever reason. So that's my name now. Anyway, uh, as we were growing up, she was tough but fair, I think. She always showed me love. And um, when I was roughly 15, started um, working as a barback in Godilu, she said I should, uh, I should pick up smoking. And, you know, Grandma <laughs> D's been around. Uh, I trust her. And so I said, okay. And it was hard at first, but I persevered. 
and now I smoke tobacco cigarettes nearly every day. And uh, I can tell. She, she, oh yeah, that's that's why I have such a beautiful timbre to my voice. Anyway, <laughs> kids, kids, listening to this. First off, don't listen to fire breathing kittens. It's not for kids. And second off, um, smoking causes cancer. Continue. <laughs> well, because I, I, I believe I know. we are in a fantasy world where healers exist, <laughs> and uh, you know. Smoking may have not the negative repercussions that they might have in other universes. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. Anyway, so because I persevered, hmm. Grandma D decided to give me this uh, beautiful gilded cigarette case. And I put my cigarettes in there and they are it's waterproof. Like, you know, being in a, a port town, you fall in the water sometimes and your cigarettes are ruined. Everybody knows that. Hmm. But in, in this case... Uh, it's all good. Like, they stay dry. I can light them. I can smoke them. I can enjoy them. Uh, but this character right here, he shoots me and he hits my uh, cigarette case, exploding the metal <gasps> and causing t- uh, dried tobacco leaves all over my face. And that I'm very upset because, n- number one, uh, you you don't want to lose your cigarettes. That's num- tobacco cigarettes. I mean, clarify. And uh, number two, Grandma D gave me this, so I am furious. So I just want to say that. So I am alive. Uh, the bullet was stopped by the cigarette case, which was given to me because I persevered and went ahead and smoked, and it helped me in my bar back uh, position at the time. Um, anyway, there we go. Is that a good enough story or? Yes, that works. Okay. All right. The cigarette case explodes. Tobacco goes all over your face and you live. I'm alive but annoyed. That was nine. Now it's eight. Eight, what do you do? Well, um, I'm going to take a pot shot at number nine, which means he's two positions over. I am at three. Yes. Two positions over, so add two dice. Mm -hmm. And you're making one attack, so that's one dice. Yes. Natural one. That is a miss. Yep, just a pure miss. <laughs> that was one action, right? Yeah, well, moving was an action. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yep. All right, that ends your turn. Yeah. Six is going to attack five two times. Now, six is next to you, and they're making two attacks. So they're going to roll two dice. There's no distance dice added. Their lowest was a two, so they miss. And then, oh, no, their second attack... They got a five as their lowest. That's a hit plus a benefit. They're going to hit you. Okay. And deal five damage. That is... And they get a benefit, which is that they get advantage on their next shot. Um, I think uh, the fact that I had tobacco all up in my eyes (laughs) probably gave him the, the leverage he needed to succeed. And now I think that is the end of this chapter of Lothario. For now. (laughs) Well, we're playing D6 feet under. When your luck is reduced below zero, you are dead. Please roll a D6, Lothario. Uh, 2D6 and take the lowest number. Oh, I didn't say 2D6. I didn't say it was the end of the book. (laughs) Just the chapter. Just the chapter. Okay. 2D6 and your your number is? My lowest number is a three. Oh, uh, you're dead dead. Book's over. Well... It was nice knowing y'all. 
Please avenge my Grandma D. You reach the afterlife and either can't or do not want to ever leave it. What does your Grandma D need avenging for? So there's this gentleman. I mean, that I use that term loosely, mind you. Um, Grandma D, uh, she owns a mining company. She mines silver. And uh, that's actually how my cigarette case was gilded in silver from her mine. And um, I don't know if gilded means gold specifically, but we'll get into those details later. Anyway, uh, this man stole one of her mines in uh, some kind of sneaky contract situation that I don't fully understand, but I'm on the hunt for this man, or was, past tense. Uh, But I'm enjoying what the afterlife has to offer. It's it's beautiful up here. Shout his name as you die. Uh, uh, Chico Rindicara, I will get you in the next life. Oh my gosh. And players, say goodbye to Lothario. Bye. Bye. See y'all later. Next up, we have five attacks six two times, so that's not gonna happen. Four attacks two two times. So that's three dice. Three dice. The lowest was a two. And the lowest was a one. One. Okay. Yeah. Uh so two, you're up. I'm just bobbing and weaving. I was going to attack six twice because I was hopefully gonna help out my good pal Lothario. And I see him go down and I say to myself, We've lost too many good souls on the ocean today. And we're not losing anymore, so I'm going to fire off. Uh, You see, as I drop the shield, uh, lightning and ocean-like storm form in my hand. And it's, even though we're like in kind of a storm, you see more storm forming in Rufus's hand. And he blasts out like a concentrated burst of ocean storm into this guy twice. And so I would roll three dice, right? Yes. I'm adjacent. Okay. The lowest was a three. That hits, plus a drawback. Uh, More enemies are alerted. Put a 13 and a 14 on position 8. Dang it. But do your damage. Okay. Uh, This is a ranged weapon, so it's just a 1d6, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a 2. Yeah. They are approaching mortal wound. They, They get shot in the shoulder and miss their heart, but just by a little and the blood is gushing. Okay, so I'll do my second attack. Uh, lowest was a three again. So oh my that gosh, also... two more enemies got summoned? Oh my goodness. Oh boy, guys. They have so many on the... We had so few and they had so many on their ship. <laughs> Wasn't their ship smaller? I mean, I know you can't hear me because I'm dead. But, you know, this is the question that is in your mind right now. Okay, on space eight, add a 13, a 14, and a... Now, a 15 and a 16. Oh my goodness. Yep. I can't get much bigger than a d20. <laughs> I know. Um, okay. Yeah. And you hit them, and they only had one hit point left, so six. Which is sad, because I rolled a six. Oh, <laughs> uh, you shoot him, like, dead in the eye, you know? Yeah. Blasts oh. through him. And I cackle, I cackle along with the the storm rolling in the ocean and the ship's rocking and I'm like ha, 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 ha. it's good to be back and then I kill him and then I <laughs> look sadly down at Lothario's corpse oh my gosh 
Let's announce positions. At position three, we have dice eight. At position five, we have dice nine. At position seven, we have dice two. At position, I'll get to eight in a second. At position <laughs> nine, we have dice 10. And at position eight, we have 11, 4, 12, 14, 13, 15, and 16. Okay, so two, what are you going to do? Before, so, uh, I, I just have a, uh, a question about the dynamics of the game to help the listener and myself. Yeah. Um, was running an option, <laughs> like, could I get don't, down to zero? Don't worry, I've got a plan. I'm your DM, okay. trust me. We're you know gonna get what? through the rest I of this d- combat I, quickly. I do trust you, I'm sorry. Continue, okay. Rufus. Um, Deus Ex Killer Whale. <laughs> Two, what are you gonna do? So, uh, this looks bad. Are they like... Uh, <laughs> you guys the, summoned the enemies, not me. We yeah. did. <laughs> so I myself was on a gangplank. Yeah, you're on a gangplank. And all these enemies are presumably coming from their ship. They are. Their ship is ten. Yeah. And I'm on spot seven. Yeah. And Graveyard's on spot three. Yeah. Everyone to the right, presumably on the ship? Number ten is the ship. Numbers two through nine are the gangplank. Two through nine are the gangplank. (laughs) So many. All right. I think... I would like to move yeah. <laughs> away. Yeah, to five? And, yeah, okay, and I was kind of hoping that she might, you know, <laughs> do some maneuvers with the ship, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, two is going to move to five. You're going to yeah. call out to Charlotte as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say, Helmswoman! Hard to starboard, and then I'm gonna make a run like this. <laughs> yes. All right. Three is dead. That was Atticus. Four is gonna move and attack. Two, one time. Five is dead. That was Lothario. Six is dead. Seven is dead. Eight. Eight. You're on position three. Uh. So I saw, uh, Rufus yell to the, to the helmswoman. To start to bank starboard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you no, you know he's announced it. Yeah. Okay. It will happen if they're alive. <laughs> so I kind of see that. <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of math. I'm gonna turn and run away as well, valiantly. <laughs> That's the right way to do it. The best way yeah. to run. So I guess I'll use all my movement. Because I can get from three to one, and one is the revenge, right? Yes. Okay. Can I post up under, like, is there, like, a rail there that would actually provide cover? Yes, and cover is a section. It's assumed that everyone who participates in the combat is taking cover. The GM can grant advantage or disadvantage. I can grant disadvantage to people because you are under the rail. Cool. If you get there. So nine is going to move to four and attack eight one times, and ten through sixteen are going to move to seven and attack two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I gotta move some stuff. All right, so let's do 16 first. 16 Uh, is gonna move to 7 and attack one time. That's 2d6. That's a 5 and a 3. That's a hit plus a drawback. The dice is a 3. Rufus, you were shot in the back. Ouch. (laughs) As I turn to run. You're dead. You can expend your lucky item and tell me about it, or you can roll on the living and the dying. Hmm. Don't worry, Lothario, you're not alone. I don't want to spend my lucky item. It is too dear to me. <laughs> and death 
is something I am familiar with. Having dished it out myself, you know, the time has come. It's fine. Uh, so I roll a d. I roll two d six. Yep, and tell me the the lower number. The lower number was a one. <laughs> you can either become a specter by getting lost on your way to the afterlife, or a zombie by rejecting it. Go ahead and read those and decide when it's your next turn. Okay. All the others were going to attack you, so they're just going to do the moving part of that to graveyard shift. Nine is going to go. They're going to be at four, and they're going to attack you by rolling two dice because they're one away. That, yeah, that hits you, and that is three damage on the dice. I'm holding up <gasps> a dice. It says three on it. That doesn't mean anything to anybody, but... um. Did he have disadvantage on graveyard? Oh, yeah. He hasn't moved yet. I've I haven't moved yet. Oh, that's right. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, Graveyard Shift, would you like to roll on the living and the dying, or would you like to expend your lucky item, breaking it forever, but surviving? I would like to expend my lucky item, please. Tell us a story about the person who gave you your lucky item. The person who gave me my lucky item is my creator father, uh, Brickus Fogelmogel. He is a gnomish quartermaster with the uh, night watch that I also work for. Uh, he and my mother, uh, mother creator, uh, built me in the, uh, the bowels of the night watch uh, headquarters, uh, wanting to create the best night watchman they possibly could, one that did not eat, one that did not sleep, one that embodied justice. And they prayed to the god, who we don't have to pay royalties to use, Tyr from the Nordic Pantheon. Tyr is also um, just straight up a god from the Nordic Pantheon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. public domain. He's been around for thousands of years. <laughs> um, and uh, You can try to copyright gods, but... <laughs> yeah, good luck. They're more powerful than that. <laughs> um, and Tyr answered their prayers. And, Jesus and, TM. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, copywritten. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. And... That's what they're trying to continue. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tyr smiled upon them and uh, embodied this uh, shell that they created with uh, the essence of justice and doing the right thing. And I was born. And my creator father gave me a necklace, an amulet, with the Nordic rune for Tyr engraved on it. That explodes in a flash of blue light there's nothing left the chain is just gone and it was a bullet that hit me right yeah yeah so the bullet hits it saving my life but destroying one of the most cherished memories i have of my creator father okay <laughs> yes yes I hope you're proud of yourself, DM. That was a beautiful object that just got annihilated. <laughs> Let's talk about specters. Spiritual nature. <laughs> Any matter passes through your body. Physical bullets only reduce your luck by one. Uh, you can't cross uninterrupted lines made of salt. And zombies. Your luck can't be reduced below zero unless it's reduced in the same way that killed you the first time, which was gunshot. Your flesh may never heal, so signs of your death may remain obvious. So which did you pick? I 100% want to be a zombie. <laughs> All right. You are only vulnerable to 
permadeath from Gunshot. Which seems like a terrible choice, but I like it. I like it. Okay. So we're going to do this again. We've got eight on one. We've got nine on four. We've got all the other dice. All the other dice on seven. Two. What do you do? You have two two luck. As I've died. Just make it quick, guys. We're going to finish you off real quick this round. Lothario, you won't be alone. All right. Well, you know, becoming a zombie and popping back up, I'm like, I'm just staying in it. We're going for it. And I'm going to fire off two attacks at whatever is near me because I think I am fully screwed. (laughs) You've got eight things to shoot at. I'm going to say they're probably going to still be there. Excellent. Eight. What are you doing? Um, I'm running. All right. You're on the ship. So you're, you're like hiding behind railings and ducking behind the steering wheel and trying to find below decks. Where is the captain? Nine is going to move from four to three and try to shoot you. Everything is going to move one up to six and try to shoot two from... So, like, move one and shoot behind them. Okay, so I'm going to narrate. In a barrage of gunfire, because there are now more pirates than there were the first turn. <laughs> Describe your your permadeath. Me? Our dear oh, Rufus. Because... <laughs> As eight enemies. As uh, they descend <laughs> upon me. Uh, they're I, moving one closer to the ship to where to where Graveyard is. And they're turning behind them and shooting you. That's so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I got the fade away shot. All right. I, I pop up. I've become a zombie. I'm like, ha, 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 back at it. And I reach down and I grab my hook back up and, I, and, and I'm going to grab it and put it on. And they all just walk past me, turn and like casually, they're like <laughs> riddled with bullets. And I look up to the sky and I shout, here I come, Atticus. <laughs> Completely ignoring Lothario's death. I apologize, but I forgot about that. Oh, don't worry about it. You knew Atticus a lot longer. That's that's appropriate. I just met him. <laughs> uh, and I perish apparently. <laughs> okay. In an undead form. Graveyard shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, graveyard shift. Um, mm-hmm. Nine is gonna move up and try to shoot you. Yeah. Snake Eyes, you're still alive. What do you do? You have the option of trying to get out of cover and try to like force this gangplank off. Uh huh. But it's going to expose you. Or you could continue to seek cover. It's up to you. I'm surrounded. Yeah, they're they're coming for you. By fear and dead men. (laughs) I'm going to lift the plank. Make a grit check. It is extremely difficult, whatever the very difficult is. That's fine. Um, so my grit score is three, so I'm rolling three d6s, yes? Mm-hmm. And you've got to low- get no lower. You've got to roll three sixes. <laughs> okay, here we go. I believe. Oh, I got two sixes and a three. Oh, man. You avoided Blaze the mark of the beast, so that's pretty good. Please <laughs> of glory, let's go. Oh, gosh. All right, the next turn, they're going to advance and fire upon you. Oh, gosh. That is a four and a six. Now that hits. You take five damage. But it's because he wasn't covered because he was trying to save the ship, you guys. He takes five damage. Go ahead and describe how you die. And then we're going to do a zoom out. Go ahead. Uh, So uh, it's a barrage of gunfire, right? Or is it just one? 
it's just nine who's like faster than the others. They're running up. All the other pirates are trudging. Right. Uh, so uh, Graveyard Shift pops up. He's able to get his hands under the plank. He's pulling as hard as he can. You see the pistons in the back of his legs where his calves would be if he was flesh and blood start to groan and push. And you see the, the plank start to lift a little bit, little by little. You think he's going to do it. <laughs> Boom. A shot rings out. It hits him in the shoulder. It, it falls a little bit. His right hand falls a little bit. His left hand is still holding it. You see, if you if a machine could show uh, a, str- a strained expression on his face, he's doing it. His back hunches. He pulls even harder. It starts to pull again. Boom. It hits him square in the head. And the exit wound is just massive. He falls to his knees. Blue light and blue wisps uh, leaking out and merging with the air and the sea breeze and the light flickers and fades in his eye and he he goes still this is actually distressing <laughs> <laughs> did anyone's ex go up because i wasn't looking no 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 like it's just sad <laughs> okay so you guys i read the rules and i did a practice combat and i kind of had a similar scenario and the thing about storytelling is there is a flash of white light everyone please gain a level on your d6 feet under character sheet okay you're all on the deck of the revenge the harbor is far behind you the shore far away and a tiny line on the horizon turning away from the shore storm clouds darken the horizon of the open sea a small uninhabited island barely large enough for a thick copse of trees looms on the left or port side and as you all are trying to realize what happens, we are going to go to break because you're all alive again. Oh, Woo-hoo. man. This is a Groundhog's Day situation. <laughs> this is incredible. We are in a time loop. My <laughs> God. I died twice in one day. Fascinating. Wait a minute. I'm going to go ahead and check my pockets for my gilded cigarette case. Is it still intact? It is still intact. Your grandma's oh. gilded cigarette case. Your necklace is has not exploded in blue. It's still there. And yes. you're no longer a zombie, Rufus. <laughs> I breathe in that ocean air. It just uh, feels so good. And with that, we are going to go to break. Joining us for part one were Graveyard Shift. Hello. Lothario. Oh, I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> and Rufus. Just another day on the sea. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you have a review for us. I do. Stand by. Where did I put it? Here it is. Um, Okay, yes, we have a review from uh, Sarah Chera. So that's it rhymes. Uh, It says, uh, favorite new podcast. I finally sat down to start this podcast and binged a bunch of episodes in one day. Uh, that was not supposed to happen, but it was very entertaining. So good job and keep them coming. There you go. Thank you. Leave us a review on iTunes and we'll read it on air. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Goodbye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of Fire Breathing Kittens. This episode's shout-out is from Duh There, who says, quote, Medusa hoodies feature the mythological Gorgon, drawn by Ox Coxa, the character artist and game developer from Chicago, Illinois. 
on a stylish and super cozy hoodie in two wear styles. Medusa Hoodie by Ox Coxa. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find ebooks, paperbacks, hardcovers, and audiobooks based on our adventures on audible.com and Amazon. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notebook with the Fire Breathing Kittens logo on the front. Would you like to put your own shout out in the middle of an episode? You can do so on firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Think of someone you know. Think of an episode that would make them laugh. Now put the two together. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome back to Fire Breathing Kittens, an actual play podcast. We are joined again by Lothario. Hey, everybody. Nice to be back. Graveyard. Pleased to be back, everybody. And Rufus. Avast ye scurvy dogs. Everyone, please roll a d20. Oh. I got the number four. Me too. I got an 18. Okay. I am holding up a dice that you can't see. I would have written Mm -mm. this down. It was a seven. I promise it was a seven. I don't actually remember what you guys were. So who's the closest to seven? Uh, Both Graveyard Shift and myself got four. (laughs) We We are tied. All right, take turns telling us what happened last time. <laughs> I'll, I'll start. Okay, I'll pick up whenever you stop. Okay. Hello, everybody. Uh, we started off the, the episode this evening with uh, the three of us on a boat where we met with uh, two individuals, a tall uh, female with a uh, tattoo under her eye who had horns on her head, and uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine by the name of Atticus, who is a old man who likes to fish all right so we're on the boat and it's not just a boat it is a ship because it's got a, it's a three-masted galleon that we're on and we as the five breathing kittens get a job to protect that this ship gets to from nicomore where we're at right now to Dishop, which is a long way away and so we're talking to charlotte the the lady with the horns and then atticus the man with the beard and uh, everything is going swimmingly for a while. We got uh, orcas popping up on the, I believe, starboard side, and then an island of trees up on the port side. And then I'm going to hand it back to uh, Graveyard, and he's going to explain a little bit more about what happened after that. <laughs> after taking in the majesty that were the pot of orcas, we were beset upon by what we believe are pirates. And we all died valiant deaths uh, <laughs> at the hands of these, uh, as uh, Rufus might say, uh, scurvy dogs. Mm, and, <laughs> and then there was a flash of white and we found ourselves back on the Revenge, which is a ship, not a boat, which I've just learned because I'm a city boy. And... <laughs> And it appears that we are repeating the same day that we started earlier before we died. Excellent segue into, you're all on the deck of the revenge. The harbor is far behind you, the shore far away, and a tiny line on the horizon. Turning away from the shore, storm clouds darken the open sea. 
A small, uninhabited island barely large enough for a thick copse of trees looms on the left or port side. Um, and we're all aware of just, like, we that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just quick, um, we all just died, right? That's what happened to you and me. I saw you take a bullet. I saw you take a bullet. I saw me take many bullets. <laughs> well... Uh, to answer your question, I don't know uh, exactly what happened because I believe I was the first one to die. So whatever <laughs> happened after that, I have no idea. But uh, I am glad to be back and it's glad to see you again. And I am very suspicious of that copse of trees over there. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with the both of you gentlemen. Uh, perhaps we should inform the helmswoman of the impending doom that besets us all. Which, wait... And I look and I see my new best friend Atticus, who just, we bonded over ship loss, uh, <laughs> like, moments ago. Does he, are they, do they hear us talking? Are they also experiencing this? Or do they not experience? Ooh, good question. Only you three remember. So uh, uh, you are being uh, ignored by people who are just, you know, cleaning up around the boat, preparing it for the ocean voyage. Atticus... The old man with his crinkly tan skin is making a rope coil around his elbow and hand. Fine form. Um, and I look at my two companions and I say, so uh, it seems like we should maybe not do that again. <laughs> I totally agree. That was terrible. <laughs> I, I, I second that. How do we get this ship from here to Jisho? Um, is there an alternate route? I don't know ships very well. I'm looking at you, Rufus. <laughs> Rufus, do a wit check, which is that you roll four dice and you take the lowest number. Ooh, oh. the lowest is a three. Wow. Hold on a second. You leveled up just, I mean, from what I understand from the universe... You just leveled up. Did you decrease your wit score by any chance? Because that's only oh, three dice. That's right. No. Is that that's right? Is that yeah, what we do? I remember yeah, reading you that. decrease one of your skills by one. Do you want it to be your wit? Should, that's good. Okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's good. Because Take that's off. less dice, so your chances become better. Yeah. Yes, I would like it to be my wit. All right. Do you want me to re-roll, or should I? Yeah. They keep the lower result, yeah. And our maximum luck goes up by one. Is that something that happens when we level up? Yeah. Yeah, you guys have four luck now instead of three. Okay, well, on a re-roll, my lowest was a four. That's okay. I'm going to take your three originally because we're not going like, to punish okay. you for okay, leveling cool. up. <laughs> you leveled up punishment. Um, so, yeah, you pass it. Um, the difficulty, uh, you pass even a, an easy or a tricky difficulty. So you would say... As a sailor, you know that you can either sail straight out or you can sail parallel to shore. Passing the island is not the only way to get to Jishope. Well. That was the question, right? Yeah, an alternate route. Yes. You do not have to pass that island to get to Jishope. That's just one of the ways there. You can go along the shore. Um, Now, typically, boats wouldn't go north to get to Jishope. You want to go south. But whether you head out. Easter. So picture the the tip of South Africa. There's a city on the left, 
of the tip of South Africa, and there's a city on the right of South Africa. You guys are on the right. You're going to the left, so you're going to sail around South Africa. So how far away you get from shore is up to you. The go past the island route is we're going to get past all the shallow water, but it's not the only way to get there. As long as you've got good charts, you can sail closer to shore. Well, um, I turn to Helmswoman Charlotte, and I say, Helmswoman Charlotte, as a sailor myself, I feel as though that we should be further out to sea. As an ex-pirate, there's the further out you are, the less, you know... That's what, yeah, that's what going past the island was. Oh, oh. <laughs> Then the opposite of that. I see, I see, <laughs> yeah. I see. So we want to, you're talking about the shore of mainland. Yeah. Hug the oh, mainland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. Then yes, no, I say let's stay closer to shore. The shallows will provide us protection and uh, and if you're skilled, as I see that you are, uh, a better route to Jisho. Make a <clears> check <throat> to convince Charlotte, who doesn't trust you at all. You've got three stats, wit, which is your intelligence, fit, which is your dexterous and your speed, and grit, which is your your strength and your endurance. Well, I guess I'll go with wit again since I just lowered it. Uh, that would be a four as the minus, as the lowest. Okay. So that's exciting, I think. Okay, yeah, it was it was only a tricky check because she can do it. Um, now, what do you say as you succeed? Uh, I, to convince her, I would say, I would look at her and I would, and I would give her a a knowing look that only a sailor would know. And I, I do one of these where I taste my finger and put it up to the sky and sense the breeze. And, and I give her, I give her a knowing nod as she turns, uh, to starboard and, er, er, or turns closer to shore. And I say, I always knew you could do it. Even though we just met, I could tell you were the best helmswoman the revenge has ever seen. <laughs> Excellent. You are not getting closer to the small island with its copes of trees. It's getting further and further away from you. Whoa! On the port, which is the left side of the boat, a spray of water announces a pod of orca whales. I would like to take the opportunity to see those whales this go round, because I believe I missed them last time. <laughs> and I just discovered that living life is very important. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful murderers of the sea. <laughs> I feel calm because I'm on the ship. <laughs> you have successfully passed the danger zone and the pirates have not seen you. Uh, can I ask a question about this um, reversal of time? Um... Is the Helms woman aware that I called her baby? Or, <laughs> or do we still have that chilly relationship? Or yeah. Okay, just yeah, just want to know. Okay, that's all right. Babies persist. <laughs> that was before the loop. Yes. Graveyard, what are you up to? Graveyard is looking at the what was that cool word you said for like a bunch of trees on an island? Copes. A copse of trees. Graveyard's looking at that, and he's having um, flashbulb memory, uh, like, flashes in his head of watching his friends die and dying himself, and just kind of taking it in, and then kind of looking around. We made it this far, 
and then just kind of keeping an eye out for future threats. Okay. You are far away from the copse of trees. It disappears into the horizon. I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) I would like to look around the ship to see if there's anything akin to champagne, because I would like to share some with my uh, fellow adventurers. There are two deckhands, and there's a hatch for going below deck. Uh, I will ask uh, Atticus, because he seems kind, and I he did not seem offended uh, after calling uh, anybody baby. So I'll say, uh, hey, baby, you know where we can find some champagne? <laughs> oh, I, I, if you find out, tell me. I'll take that as a no. Okay. Thank you very much. And I, I, I shake my head to myself and just say, well, I guess when we get there, we can celebrate. About how many days is this voyage? Is this a one-day voyage or no. is this a multiple? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a three-hour tour. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. It's a... <laughs> oh, no. it's a... So much death. <laughs> a multi-day trip, for sure. Okay. So there's got to be... There has to be something to drink that doesn't spoil, a.k.a. alcohol, somewhere on this boat, then, or on this ship. Oh, there, there is. Uh, <laughs> I know. And I'm, I would like to go in search for all of the areas in which sailors would hide booze. Because I know. They okay. got a stash somewhere. Do you approach the hatch? Well, now I question it. <laughs> But yes, of course I approached the hatch. Okay, below deck. You pull open the hatch and you walk down the stairs. Below deck, the hallways are narrow enough, but it's been made even harder to maneuver, impassable even, by wooden crates piled everywhere. They're jam-packed into every perceivable space, stacked up on one another to the ceiling, capital letters stamped on the crates proclaiming, Danger! Explosives! (laughs) The hallway is impassable with all this cargo here. Wow. And I call up to my friends from below decks and I say, Hey, there's bombs below decks and explosives. So there's probably booze too. And I wander in further based on that. That that makes sense to me. Uh, Your nose bumps into a crate. Oh, (laughs) ouch. (laughs) They are Ah. impassable. My one-eye depth perception was <laughs> so bad. Uh, can I? Could I crack open a, a, a easy, easy to crack open crate? Yeah. Do you have? Oh, you got your hook. Yeah. 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 I stick my hook in, kind of give it a tap to get it into the wedge, and then pry it off. It's full what? of explosives. I suppose I should have seen that coming. Um. Well. Fascinating. And I... <laughs> so I can't I can't go anywhere down here? It's chock full of stuff? I mean, the crate's probably 100 pounds. Hmm. Could I lift... Could I try to see if I could lift a crate? Do a grit check. I want to. Uh, my lowest was a three. A three means that you pass even tricky situations... You're hefting that hundred pound crate. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I go to the bottom of the hatch and I look up at Graveyard, who see, strikes me as a a stronger than me individual. And I say, hey, 
you want to see some explosives? And I heft him up to see if he'll grab him from me. Completely uh, forgetting about the booze question because I found <laughs> explosives. Uh, I'm gonna lean down and grab it, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna lift it. Um, Make a great check. To, okay. <laughs> um, I got a one. Oh no! You <laughs> dropped the crate on Rufus's face. Oh no! <laughs> Rufus, take so- one damage. I hear oh, a calamity happening, and as you can imagine, I'm lighting a cigarette right now, and I'm walking over to say, hey, what's what's going on, y'all, while I light my cigarette? Click, click, click. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to turn to him, by, by, by the gods, please put that out. What's that now? And I take um, a drag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And from below you hear, ah, son of a, I should have seen that coming. Graveyard's going to put his hands out in front. He has like metal kind of flaps on him and stuff that kind of move, um, seem like breathing and whatnot to make him seem more uh, 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 empathetic towards uh, living creatures when he's trying to do his, uh, his, his cop work. So... He looks, he's doing like the, the, the Chris Pratt from Jurassic World with the raptors. He's got that crouch <laughs> with his arms out. He's like, the ship is full of explosives. Oh, We shouldn't have uh, an open flame right now. I go ahead and put out my cigarette. Uh, <laughs> well, I, so first of all, I walk away from the hatch toward the, the sea. And uh, on the, the, the barrier between the edge of the ship and open water i'm go ahead and put my cigarette and then you know what i'm just gonna throw it in the water it's fine just away from the ship it falls into an open window no i'm kidding yeah how do we die now (laughs) it falls into the water you're fine Uh, can i climb out of the hatch yes and what did graveyard say um i just said to please put out the cigarette (laughs) yes you're all good all right yeah um the crates are very easy for you to lift, less easy for graveyard to lift. If you'd like to move the crates out of your way up onto the deck, you can, whatever you want to do. Just, oh, because of the check I passed? Yeah, you can move the crates. Oh, oh okay, well then I'll stay down there and I'll, I want to move some crates. I, I know ships, a three-masted galleon should have lots of space underneath, so mm-hmm. clearly this has been blocked off. Uh, so yes, I would like to shift some aside and see what's... Uh, beyond the cargo moved you have space to breathe you can walk down the narrow hallway below deck now there are two doors the right door is labeled vip and has a lock with four spinning number dials each number zero to nine can be spun and rotated the left door is labeled cargo hold and has a panel with seven switches on it hmm okay i'm gonna call up to my friends and be like hey Gentlemen, there is some stuff down here that I think you should come see. And I keep it on the DL, which means down low on in pirate speak. That's, and also, you need to come down low. It works on multiple levels. Also, you need to be on multiple levels. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's the most meta thing I've heard all day. Steams emanates from Graveyard's head. <laughs> 
and so I, I wave him down because I and I, I'm interested in the cargo hold door. The cargo hold door, just to confirm, how many switches were there? Seven. 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 Okay. Just to read that again, the right door is labeled VIP and has a lock with four spinning number dials that you can rotate from zero to nine. The left door is labeled cargo hold and has a panel with seven switches on it. Okay. Graveyard, you're a, um, you are a enforcement person normally, correct? Yes. So do these locks look like something you've seen before or I've been in jail myself once. And that was just like a normal padlock. Uh, this is, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, most of the time I know the combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's two ways I know how to get a door open like this. One is to find someone who knows it and get them to open it. I don't know who might be willing to open a VIP door for people who are not, as you might say, IPs, mm-hmm. let alone VIPs. However, we could try zero, 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 one. <laughs> and then if that doesn't work, zero, zero, <laughs> zero, two. As he, as he, as he starts lifting off. I'm not going to stop. Yeah. As he, I assume you just keep going. As he gets yeah. to about zero, 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 eight, uh, my eyes turn to the crates of explosive and I'm like, I can think of a third way. <laughs> Which, by the way, are shifting around on the deck. Every time the deck lulls to the left or the right, the crates are just slowly scooting a few inches around on the unsecured cargo, can topple a ship. Um, they're just letting you guys know. Oh, yeah. Um, can I try? I want to, I'll try one of his combinations. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you try? What do you think, Graveyard. If you had to pick a three zero plus one number combo, what's your favorite? Seven. All right. Triple O seven. Here we go. <laughs> it's extra secret. The door does not open. The lock does not open, I guess. Hey, uh, I just want to say, when I was uh, 16, I used to work at a library. And uh, one of the things that we, we talked about, us librarians and everything, was uh, the statistical likelihood of uh, cracking <laughs> different methods like we have here. And I will say that this seven switch problem is only 128 combinations we need to go through while this uh, combination lock, there's over 10, there's exactly 10,000 combinations we have to go through. So I vote we do this switch problem first because we got a higher likelihood, you know, of finding the right combo. Unless you have another idea, I'm open Rufus, to suggestions. Rufus leans over to Graveyard and he's like, you was a librarian at 16? That's impressive. My goodness gracious. Well, more, more of a librarian assistant, I guess. You got to go to school to be a librarian proper. And I didn't do that, but I did mm. um, hang out at the library quite a bit. And they pretty much said I was practically on staff. So I like to say I was a librarian, but it's it's fuzzy, the details, you know. Hmm. Well, I'm inclined to possibly fast track to get into these doors. I'm wondering if Atticus might be able to, might know at least where the, how to get into the cargo if he's a ship's hand. I don't know if he's a VIP. Um, perhaps we could 
speak to him. You are a seafaring man, and I know him from past experiences. And as for Lothario, the helmswoman is a VIP. Indeed she is, and I don't mind talking her up at all. So <laughs> I will go ahead and uh, strike up a conversation with her. I think that's a fantastic idea, Graveyard Shift. I, I, I commend you on your intelligence. My projections were that you would be copacetic to this idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's... Both of you roll a wit check. You have to get higher than the number. Okay, so you have to get higher than a five to get them to assist you in entering the cargo area. Is there any benefit to me being also in assistance to Graveyard? Okay. Yeah, can you give no. advantage? Okay. Oh, that's one. Yeah. I got a four. I got a two. Okay, so instead, they're quite dismayed by all the cargo on the deck, and they're strapping it down. <laughs> ah. Which I think makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> you want to do mm-hmm. that, especially if we're still in a storm. The storm is approaching, and there's a bunch of loose boxes of explosives on the deck. Okay, Why yeah, are we no. going to just open the first place? This seems like we should have had more information about the objective of this mission. <laughs> I mean, we're... We're supposed to protect this ship, right? Uh, I agree with you. That, that I do not, um, yeah, I don't disagree, but why? What <laughs> is the importance of this ship and its contents? Uh, and to, why us? To recall the job flyer, it's, Captain Morgan is hiring guards to protect their ship, the Revenge. Ensure its safe arrival in the port of Jishope, and you'll each receive a hundred gold. And the not written mm. is, because there's pirates. <laughs> I do like gold, so, you know, I guess that's that's good enough reason for me. Mm-hmm. Yes, in, in, in hindsight, I might be 50 years old, but I'm still impressionable. And I feel like this goes against everything I stand for. So maybe maybe I should get back to doing my job. Oh, you mean you mean trying to break into stuff? Breaking and entering, yes. I stop people from doing that normally. And I look at him and I say, you know, Graveyard, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think a better task would be if you would assist Atticus in strapping down this cargo. Because the ship is going to, its we're going to hit that storm and, and bad things might happen. You hear Atticus call out, why isn't the cargo in the cargo hold? We can't get in the cargo hold. There's a combination with switches here. <gasps> Very smart. He dashes down in his old man way. Oh, genius. <laughs> and tries the switches and says, why is my switch combination not working? Is he asking? I don't know. Yeah, is he wondering out loud? Ah, I'm going to go secure the cargo. And he's trying to batten down the cargo on the deck because he can't get it in the cargo hold. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh... Forward that question to Miss Charlotte and say, hey, Atticus was saying he can't get into the cargo hold because his switch combination ain't working. You know anything about that, baby? She tries the, oh gosh, oh gosh. She tries the combination that she knows, which is the same that Atticus knows, and it also does not work. The switches are not opening the door to the cargo hold, and all the cargo was in the hallway and is now on the deck. And is explosive Dude. and is shifting around and she's trying to steer the wheel and there's wind and it's not great. It's not it's not her favorite day. She mutters that she'd rather be, I'll try to be in prison. <laughs> Do the switches 
do they do the switches look like just binary light switches? Yes. Atticus. I, I so I address Atticus. Atticus, what if you put in your combination but the opposite? So the ups are downs and the downs are ups. Ooh, well I'll try it. And it does not work. Dang it. <laughs> A box of Darn. cargo falls off the boat. Oh no, and he goes and starts to t- <laughs> to tie them again. You guys, don't use the NPCs to solve your problems. <laughs> I was going to say, can I just bash this dang door open? Do a grit check. I'm gonna. <laughs> Get a six on both dice. I got a five. You do not bash the door open. <laughs> so I'm going to take Graveyard Shift's advice from earlier, and I'm going to start all the switches down, and I'm going <laughs> to put wait, that wait, last wait, one wait. up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you flip the first one. What's your first one? Uh, I guess the leftmost one down. Bong. And worked. Bong. Did y'all hear that bong? <laughs> a successful bong noise. I don't know if that's a bad bong or a good bong. Okay. What Where's if you this? flipped it the other way? What sound does it make? I'm gonna flip that switch back up, <laughs> and then I'm gonna flip it down again. Bong. And see what happens. Bong. So it does the bong on the down or on both? Both. Uh-oh. I think that's a bad bong. <laughs> um, I think maybe it does a ding or something like that when it's good and it's a bong when it's a bad combination. Try another okay. one. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep that left one down and I'm going to go to the second from the leftmost and put that down if it's not already down. I'm just going to keep on going down the road until wait, they're wait, all wait, down. Wait, wait, wait. Second okay, from okay. the leftmost. So that's number two, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, yes. Bong. <laughs> y'all y'all hear that too, right? It's not just me. I do. I just am not entirely sure if the bong is good or you, we, we've got two bongs. I like to assume, right, that we're just like hearing so much commotion up on deck right now. Too. <laughs> yeah. Stuff's yeah. clambering. Up. Yeah. All right. Keep it keep it going. You got the oh, magic oh. touch. Okay. I go ahead and blow on my fingers like I got the magic touch. And I, I go ahead and slam down switch three bong. To, to the down. Bonk. Hey, I think that's a good sign. So far, nothing is blowing up. What do you think, Graveyard Shift? We keep going? I feel like we might be here too long and we're losing cargo. Hmm. I'm wondering, so what does the sky look like right now? Is it getting worse? The storm is approaching, and the cargo is now all secured, but the NPCs aren't going to be able to help you. But don't worry about the cargo falling overboard. Like, uh, okay. they're, they're, they've crowded into the middle, <laughs> and they're tying them off one by one. Okay. <laughs> and they're busy tying knots, and that's why they can't help okay. you. Can I look around the below decks to see if there are, one, any doors, and two, any scrawl? Or anything like that. Um, on what do they call it? Scrimshaw um, on any of the wood um, beams or anything like that. That might have been a note taken. Do a wit check. Oh boy, I got a. We take the lower number, yeah. so uh, it's a two. You literally would only beat an easy thing here, so no, you don't <clears throat> see anything. Okay, so back to Bushaki. Okay, so. Uh, just for clarification, switches one, two, three are down. I'm gonna <laughs> yes. go to switch four, down. Bong. If it's not down already, okay. If it, if 
we will assume when I hear a bong and nothing else happens, like an explosion or something, I will just move on to the next one and push it down until they are all okay, down. Okay, so you did five? Uh, I think that was four. I'm going to five now. Boom, bong. down. I, I nervously look at my my fellow party members and say, well, this, is, this is good, right? This is not a bad bong. It does seem weird that um, that Atticus was not able to figure this out. <laughs> that not, you know, you're just—it seems so clear. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe uh, the seventh bong is like uh, I don't know, a doomsday or something like that. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and move on to switch six and slow. Uh, this time, just slowly move it down. <laughs> Because I'm getting increasingly nervous, you see. <laughs> bing. A bing. <gasps> bing. That was a bing. You hear that? <laughs> that was not a bong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How nervous you guys oh, are. I'm sorry. What does it look like? <laughs> I will say my wit is not very good. So, is that bing good? Or is the bong good? I know my Hesha friends back in Godaloo would say the bong is good, but that is not the situation we're talking about right now. Well, I, I, I suppose. I think the bing is... What's... Yes, no, you do it. <laughs> I, I suppose the, the bing would be good because nothing is happening with bongs. So we get a bing. I, I think we need to get seven bings. So we have one bing. Six to go. And, or, well... W- uh, yeah, try. I mean, oh, I'm gonna. Can I reach over and grab an explosive? <laughs> yes. Just like you know, like nervous <laughs> habit. I just want to yeah. have it. Waiting for the seventh switch. Maybe okay. take a step back from Lothario. Like you're doing great. <laughs> yes. Okay. I I tell you what. I'm gonna move switch six back up. To see if the noise bong is different. Bong, so bong is up. I'm gonna bring it back down. Bing. Okay, bing sounds positive. Uh, <laughs> that may be my my prejudice, I suppose, as far as noises go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go to seven and bring it down. Bong. Okay, seven up. Bong. Okay, hmm. I don't understand. I put seven in the middle. Between up and down. <laughs> There's no middle. Okay. Hmm. Um, so well, we got one bing. We got a bing. Are the switches in a complete line across horizontally? Yes. Or are they in two rows? Okay. And what's our current formation that we get the bing on? <laughs> when six goes down, you get a bing. Okay. Let's reset it to where we get the bing. And then how about we just try to open the door? <laughs> Okay. Maybe it's unlocked and we just haven't been pushing or pulling it. Okay, so you're flipping a switch? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put it the way that it was when we get the bing. So 5 down and 6. So you you're flipping switches the moment you flip 6 to whatever mm-hmm. it wasn't before. It goes bing. I'm going to try to open the door. Doesn't open. Damn it. <laughs> 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 Okay, so right now, the status is you've received a bing from six. What do you do next? Put them all back up except six. Wait, oh, which one? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe we put six 
as the first number of that combination across the way for VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Simon says. I DM is cracking up and shaking her head, so I'm <laughs> just thinking maybe my instincts are wrong. You try it. 0006 does not work. Continue. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and put seven down to z- down. Bong. Okay, and all of them are now down, and yeah. I'm going to go back to one and push it up. Bong. Okay, this is ridiculous. I don't know what to do. So they were all down. Yeah. And then we put six up, bing. and it went bing. Okay, I'm going to do one. Bong. Put it up. Okay, one goes back down. Bong. Okay, I'm going to reset six so bing. it goes bing again. Yeah. Now two. Bing. Oh, um, brute force. We yeah. got six two. We so, got six two. Oh boy. Six two. Now we need to go do one three. <laughs> See my my sheet missed a six, so I am less confident than when I started this session on my ability to count. Um, however, we have a six is up, and the two is the next thing we need to do. Bing. So bing. let's try. Yeah. So let's try one. Bong. Okay, mm. we're gonna reset. Six, bing, two, bing, 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 three. Bong. Okay, I think I know what the next number is gonna be. Reset to four. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Yes, yes. Okay, is it evens to odds? I think. I don't know. <gasps> I'm gonna okay. put six, two, four in the combination. Yeah. Of the lock, and then, and then and just then, start cycling. <laughs> Yeah, then one. <laughs> Zero, one, We're just going to narratively three, have you over there. But... <laughs> okay, okay that's Keep going, good. Graveyard. <laughs> and then one. So bong. six, two, four. Bong. One is a bong. Six, two, four, three. Bong. Six, two, four, five. Bing. Okay, we'll get, we're getting there. <laughs> six, two, four, five, three. Bong. Six, two, four, five, one. Bing. Okay. I'm not going to screw this up now. I like to, Six, I'm like, two, four, I'm like five, rubbing one, his three. shoulders like, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> you got this, man. I'm playing Simon. Six, two, four, five, one, three. Bong. Oh, There's no. a seven. There's a seven. There's a seven, the seven in there? <laughs> Try the seven. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, go, go for seven. Okay. So we'll do the set. So six, two, four, five, one, seven. Bing. Six. I'm gonna wait, 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 thing, wait, 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 wait. Throw that last one. You got it. <laughs> wait. What's wait. happening? Are we gonna? This this is gonna kill us. Are we? This is gonna open. And we're gonna die. <laughs> we already did that. Uh, we came back. It's all good. Don't worry about it. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting. Let's do it. What's the plan, Rufus? You seem scared. <laughs> it's less about being scared and more about being prepared. That rhymed. Aha. Uh-huh. And, you know, we did die moments ago. So, you know what? I say throw it. It's fine. I put my shield up. Don't know if that's going to do anything. Not mechanically. Six, two, four, five, one, seven, three. Bing. We got there. With a click. The door audibly unlocks. Okay. <laughs> but it didn't open? We have to open it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the way doors work traditionally. 
Yeah. I'll go uh, ahead and open the door cautiously, like slowly, in case, you know, there's something that, <laughs> like a pirate in there that wants to stab us or something. Or tiger. Looking like Neil Caffrey from the show White Collar, a 29-year-old human man, six foot one, with black hair, light skin, hazel eyes, finely dressed, is sitting at a table shuffling cards. Behind him, there is a magnificent painting of various types of ships. He looks up, surprised to see anyone here this early, like a person setting up for a party when guests arrive. Too soon. But he recovers quickly and smiles charmingly. He calls out, Welcome to poker night. You all are a bit... Er <coughs> and then, lightning strikes the ship. There's a flare of light, a deafening crash of thunder, then more thunder. A series of explosions. Hot heat and pain. You all die. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, we die again? Uh, How do you avoid a lightning strike? That's crazy. <laughs> Wait, can they oh hear me complaining? No, you're dead. Okay. There's a flash of white light. Everyone, please gain a level on your D6 feet under character sheet. Oh, boy. You're all on the deck of the revenge. The harbor is far behind you, the shore far away, and a tiny line on the horizon. Turning away from a shore, storm clouds darken the horizon of the open sea, a small uninhabited island barely large enough for a thick copse of trees looms on the left or port side. Uh Hmm. Well, I will say I I prefer the lightning strike over getting shot by pirates. So let's continue to not approach the pirates. And then uh, we'll yeah. figure out the lightning pod later. <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering, <clears throat> gentlemen, because the storm was gathering, there was lightning. There was a flash of light when we got killed by the pirates. I'm wondering if we need to do things in the right order quickly. What if we go back to the handsome man playing poker? Well, first, we must avoid the pirates. Charlotte, hard stop it. <laughs> And yeah. uh, we follow the shore and stay away from the island. <laughs> yes, you do. Whoa, on the port, which is the left side of the boat, a spray of water announces a pod of orca whales. I do take some time to enjoy <laughs> the orca whales once again, because life is worth living after all, and beauty should be admired. How, how many orcas? How many orcas? Do they have any special markings? Do they have numbers on them? <laughs> they, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, I won't say anything. <laughs> How many orcas are normal? <laughs> three to three to eight. Oh. There are six orcas. And yes, okay. they have special markings on their fins, right behind their fin. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I was wondering about like, um, oh, like, like, I know that they're unique, and you can tell them apart. Oh, I see. Uh, I see. I mean. <laughs> Are they a clue? I think Graveyard's looking for a message from the heavens to avoid <laughs> uh, our subsequent death. I yes. think that we all should go below and do the thing, right? I know the orcas yes, are cool, but we should <laughs> we should <laughs> we should get. Okay. Does anybody have the number six two four five one seven three running around their head? Yeah, I wrote it down. Okay. Yep. 
Below deck, the hallways are narrow enough, but it's been made even harder to maneuver, impassable even by wooden crates piled everywhere. They're jam-packed into every perceivable space, stacked up on one another to the ceiling, capital letters stamped on them proclaiming, Danger! Explosives! The hallway is impassable with all this cargo here. Okay, so, before when I was down here, this is- I had to move these. So, we could just do that again. That's all I had to do. We just have to be strong. Okay, um, well, that's not what I leveled up in, but- <laughs> I'll still help you. I just leveled up in that this go round, so I'm ready to help. <laughs> All right, both okay. of you, please roll a grit check. Uh, not one. <laughs> All three of you, I oh guess. Oh my! Oh my goodness! I got a six, and then two ones. I can't believe it. <laughs> All of us. Actually, we already know that Rufus passes because he passed last time. Okay. And he just got stronger from dying. Couldn't have gotten weaker. That's how that works. That's right. Okay, so once what again, Rufus kill you. <laughs> makes you lift explosive The one-armed crates. pirate. <laughs> is the only one. Hooks. I hook my hook under the other side, and I... And I move it. Yeah. You are moving the boxes, the crates, on the deck. There mm. is now hey. room to pass through the hallway. Should we tell Charlotte to avoid the storm? I mean, we're avoiding the... Those pirates, but wasn't it the you storm? Can't, storm that killed us you last can't, time? Yeah, but you can't avoid a storm like that. Not without waiting at um, harbor for another day. So I'm either okay we go back. That. I mean, <laughs> we could just, I don't know about you, but uh, I've died enough in one day. I don't mind waiting a little bit. With how far out you are from the shore, You'd get struck by lightning before you got back. Well, okay. next time then. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we go see the handsome man? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll punch in the combination 6245173. Bing! With a click, yes. the door audibly unlocks. Looking like Neil Caffrey from the show White Collar, a 29-year-old human man, 6'1", black hair, light skin, hazel eyes, finely dressed, is sitting at a table shuffling cards. Behind him, there is a magnificent painting of various types of ships. He looks up, surprised to see anyone here this early, like a person setting up for a party when guests arrive too soon. But he recovers quickly and smiles charmingly. He calls out, Welcome to Poker Night. You all are a bit early, but that's not a problem. One gold per chip. Have a seat. So, I think I know this fella. I do not recommend buying into this fool's poker game, cause he is a con artist, and I have been chasing after this man because he swindled my Grandma D, and I will not stand for it. Chico Rendicara, I presume? The one and only, and I'm sorry, but I swindle a lot of grandmas. Which one was yours? Uh, oh. Grandma D, Demetria P. Soup. You know very well who I'm talking about. There's just so many. I can't keep all the ladies straight. I guess that's a good problem to have. But hey, uh, party members, you're into justice, right? Quite. Especially when it comes to betrayal. And my eye, my one eye is glaring at this guy. What's his name? Chico, what? Chico Rendicara. Okay. I will never forget that man's name. 
Well, if you if you want me so bad, then beat me at poker and we can see what we wager. Does this man have long sleeves on right now? Yes. I would like to, uh, hey, uh, gentlemen, and I'm referring to my party members, not Chico. He is not a gentleman. I want to say, hey, hold this man down while I check his sleeves for extra cards, because I don't think this man plays fair. Because... This has to do with justice. <laughs> do we get an advantage on it? The, oh, those of us who are obsessed with justice. Obsession? This is my obsession. I'm, I'm asking about an obsession, which is a part of the mechanics of D6 feet under. Yeah, so it says um, your morality is going to decrease. Oh, if I indulge. Yeah, if you indulge in your justice obsession. But you mm-hmm. would replenish a luck if mm-hmm. you need to? Okay. Uh, I think we're max. We're, our oh, luck yeah, is we like fully we stocked when we come back, right? Yeah, you're at like five now, right? How many yeah, times have you died? <laughs> Twice. Twice. I, I mean, I'd, I have no qualms. I'd hold him down. <laughs> okay, do a grit check yeah. if you're going to hold him down. Yeah. And honestly, this is a pretty fit dude. So <laughs> it's going to be a five difficult check. Easy. I got two ones. <laughs> I am indulging, so my morality is going to go down. You're indulging in justice? Yeah, I guess so. Advantage means that you roll one less dice. Yeah, so uh, I got a three. Okay, okay. It's not enough. Lothario, your friends did not really help you all that much. Uh, they tripped <laughs> over... Uh, now, there's no crates in this room. They tripped over a chair to the poker table. And it's very spacious in here. Oh, come on, fellas. That, I mean, I appreciate your help. I shouldn't be so quick to cast judgment on your attempt to help me. Um, I am slightly disappointed, but I'll keep that internal to myself. Um, <laughs> I say, okay, Chico, uh, I know how you are. <laughs> I'll go ahead and indulge your, your uh, desire to, to play cards. And I'll go ahead and throw gold down for a chip. And then we'll see what happens. Okay, you you sit down at the poker game and throw a chip on the table. Your friends, um, by the way, also, Chico's laughing because your two friends started towards you and both fell over chairs. So, like, okay. So, what are you two doing? Um, is there I... are there any mirrors or reflective surfaces anywhere in the room? There are. There's a painting behind Chico. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's a painting it's like, of many types of ships. And it's reflective? Mm-hmm. There's glass okay. over it. Okay. You can see and the back of his head. Okay. Um, and there's nothing where theoretically an opponent would sit across from Chico that he might be able to see someone's hand. There's not. Okay, interesting. <clears throat> well, he's not a vampire because we can see his <laughs> reflection. That does bring me comfort. I appreciate that, Graveyard. Although, just because he's a vampire, um, uh, Lothario, does not mean he's not a leech. I think you need to beat him. Okay, if y'all got gold pieces, I'm okay if you join in this game, because then, you know, we have greater chances to beat him. And I'm, I'm whispering this, obviously, to my co- uh, compatriots. I'll play a game of poker for justice. <laughs> 
That's the best reason to play poker. That and the money, you know. Well, yeah, of course. I guess we sit down at the table. I guess we sit down at the table, yes? Yes, all three of you are sitting at the table. Everyone, please flip to the up to 11 gambling rules from D six feet under. While the characters are gambling for money, and perhaps the return of a certain silver mine, the players can earn something far more precious to them, luck. Before the round begins, everyone agrees on how much luck they'll bet. Every participant must reduce their luck by the highest bid, or to one if it would be reduced to less than that. A participant with one luck or less will automatically lose the game. It doesn't even get to roll. After the bets are placed, you all roll a d6 twice and add those two together. And then tell me what... If, you're, if your roll is a six, it counts as a five. And if your roll is a one, it can count as either a one or a six. And that's the only way to get a six. Okay, so one's like an ace. Players take turn in a clockwise order, starting with the oldest one. So oh. which character is the oldest? Oh. How old's your characters? I'm 50. I'm 47. Uh, Smarmy Chico is 29. Hmm. How old is Lothario? Uh, he is 20 years old. Excellent. So the oldest one might be the 50-year-old. I suppose so. Okay, players take turns in clockwise order, starting with the oldest one. So please roll 2d6. Please. Oh, first, how much are you all betting? Is it based on our current luck score? Who's that? Yeah. Are we doing oh, luck or reduce? Doing... Oh, and we yeah. reduce our luck by the highest bid. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with one. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the one that starts the betting, right? Because I'm the oldest? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to start with one luck. Okay, everyone, you have to play one luck to play. When it comes around to the 29-year-old, Chico bets three luck. Ooh. And we have to check him. Mm-hmm. If you want to participate. And how much luck do you all have right now? Five. We should be at five. So betting three would put us down to two. Yes, <laughs> and if you want to participate in this hand, you have to bet three. That's what putting your gold on the table is. Your characters earn gold, but the players earn something far more precious. I'll check them. I'll check. Okay. Graveyard's participating. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not going to participate. And instead, I would like to... I'll leave my gold. That's fine. I would like to go inspect the painting. That can happen after the game. But I want to inspect the painting. Okay. All right. Is Lothario participating? It costs three gold. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm going to do? I'm not only going to call, uh, check that uh, fool with three luck. I'm going to go ahead and raise him to four luck. Whoa. He meets. Uh, that means the graveyard has to pay four to participate. If I fold, do I get my three back or no? No. A four it is then. <laughs> I'm going to give Rufus advantage, which means you roll one fewer dice on your wit check to watch exactly what's happening. I want that. Okay. One fewer dice means I will mm-hmm. be rolling. But wait until you watch. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. So you're both in, right? Yeah. And so is Chico. Who's the oldest? Graveyard. Uh. Graveyard, roll 2d6, please. Or no, play roll 1d6 twice. Oh, okay. Well, I got a one. Okay, would you like that to be a one or a six? It's your choice. I'm going to have it be a six. Nice. And your second dice? Another one. Would you like it to be a one or a six? I said six. So I'll bust if I choose six. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's up to That's 11. That's how that goes. Yeah. So then it's going to be a one. Okay. You're currently at seven. 
Lothario, roll a d6 twice. Okay. So, uh, first one I got a one. Okay, would you like that to be a one or a six? I'll make that a six. Okay, your next one? Next one is a four. Ooh, that puts you at ten. Would you like to, uh, yeah, you, that's just, that's your roll, you're at ten. Okay. Okay, now we have Chico. Chico rolls a one and makes it a six, and then a five, and has exactly eleven. I want Rufus to do a wit check. A four is my lower number. Okay, so you would beat anything that is complicated, tricky, or easy. And you had advantage, so you rolled one fewer die, right? Yes. Okay. I got a six and a four, but the four, yeah, four was lower. All right. Those long sleeves that you guys tried to pull up before? He's pulling aces out of them. You guys are playing Texas Hold'em, and he got a pair of aces, a ace of spades, and an ace of hearts coming out of his left sleeve. And you see that, Rufus. Uh, I... Can I try to... Because since I'm not playing and I, I said I was going back to look at the paintings, I'd be behind Chico. Mm-hmm. Exactly can I, how like, you see it. Try to, can I like try to like reveal his sleeve, be like, cheater, and, and shout the words. <laughs> Role play it. Do it. Uh, so <laughs> I look, since I'm behind Chico, he can't see me. I, with my one eye, I look at Graveyard because he has one eye and, and I narrow it because he... He'll know. And then I look at Lothario yeah. and I give him like the, you know, the head shake. And then I reach over with my hook and I <laughs> hook it into the sleeve of Chico and I pull it back and I point down at what I assume is a sleeve full of cards. The cards explode all over the table. Ace of spades, ace of hearts, ace of diamonds, ace of clubs. I knew it. Chico looks up at you. <laughs> I might be a pirate. But that is is bad cheating. Bad form, sir. (laughs) Okay, you got me. I'll give your grandma's silver mine back. (laughs) Poker night is ruined. And he stomps off. (laughs) That works for me. I mean, do you have a deed you're going to push over across the table or something like that? He pushes it across. There's a giant pile of chips and a paper deed. I'll I'll go ahead and take care of that. Thank, Thank you very much, uh... Graveyard and Rufus, I, I couldn't have done it without y'all. Um, how does how does getting paid back in luck? So like, we didn't win, but we didn't lose either. You're all at the luck that uh you were at after betting. So I think that's two each, one each, mm-hmm. one each, except for Rufus, who's at five. Okay. Don't worry, you're gonna die again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, just I'm kidding. less uh, nervous about it. As it turns out. <laughs> You've done it. You've outsmarted the con man, Chico Rendicara. I am dragging and dropping an image into the group chat. Can you please describe the painting behind Chico to the listeners? Ooh, gladly. Oh, boy. It is a, a wood-framed painting with many a ship upon it. Uh, of all forms, there are uh, sloops, there's galleys, galleons, etc., etc., Sailing ships of all types. There's maybe 20 of them on this painting. And um, they are all showing the starboard side. uh, And they are all under full sail. (laughs) Gentlemen, I would like to make a suggestion. What if we 
went back to the dials. The number of sail. There's four rows of these ships. There are four dials. Each ship repeats itself at some point, right? So a galley has two sails. A caravelle has one, two, three, three sails. If we use the sails as numbers for the dials, we might be able to open that VIP room. Ooh, I see now that they're repeating ships. <laughs> I was I so sloop. excited about <laughs> the ships themselves that I didn't realize that it, there's the, it, the many, there's one, two, three, four, five ships repeating four times. Now, Rufus, please understand that the only reason why I was able to see that is because I do not appreciate ships as much as you. And it takes a true seaman to appreciate these ships. Only a, a lowly layman such as myself would start by reading the names instead of appreciating the artwork. But such is life as an inorganic being. I forgive you as being a landlubber. Um, <laughs> I don't fully know how we will do that because I failed so miserably at figuring out the codes before, but I like I feel like we're on to the right path of sorts. I agree. I think uh given that we are on a galleon currently, and galleons do tend to pop up on this painting, perhaps uh there is an association we should be uh, aware of. Uh I don't know. Galleon is in the fourth position on the first row. Maybe the first number's four, something like that. I don't know. I didn't figure out that switch problem. I just watched Graveyard Shift do it, and I was very impressed. So I am happy to defer to y'all. I played Simon Says badly for like five minutes. <laughs> and yet it worked beautifully. And I head out of the room towards the VIP door. The right door is labeled VIP and has a lock with four spinning number dials. What do you guys think? Should we, should we make it happen? I liked your idea, uh, Lothario. Right. So, Lothario, you think that we should start with the number of sales on a galleon on uh, dial number one? Well, I don't know about number of sales. I think uh, position according to the painting. So with the galleon being in the fourth position, first number ah. would be four. And then second row has it in the first position, so second number will be one. And then there are no more galleons, so it'll be zero, zero. So we could try four, one, zero, zero. If that doesn't work, I am out of ideas. <laughs> Let's try four, one, zero, zero. It does not unlock. Well, hmm. it's up to you two gentlemen. I don't know. Are these locks? You can kind of feel it usually. So they're, <laughs> they're obviously dial locks, right? But do they feel like... When you rotate it and then you go the other way, it feels like it catches something. No. No. Actually, okay. let's have you do a fit check with a okay. difficulty of six. Oh boy. I don't hit those. I got a four. No. No. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking more it was like a locker room padlock, dial lock, but I guess not. Um,. So we have, what do we have that's the common denominator, though? Galleons are important, but we only see two of them. And we have four dials. So what ship appears four times? Hmm. Well, there are a number of galleys on here. 
the galley caravel sloop and galleon just for the listeners at home those are the four different ships on this map um i don't know if it is sail number or ship number but there are definitely four rows and there are four numbers on that combination so i would assume that is the correlating feature of this map versus that lot has anybody asked Catherine or Atticus about this VIP lock. I know they didn't know the switch thing, but they might know this one. They do not. Oh, never mind then. Um, okay. They say that usually, yeah. um, usually, actually, I'll, I'll, Charlotte does it. Usually the VIP guest sets their own combination. All the captain does, but we do not have access to the very important person. We are the only people who do not know it. Wait, hold on. Di- Where's Chico? I don't know why I used that voice in my normal voice. <laughs> Where's Chico? Where is Chico Rendicara? <laughs> Was that close? Did he go? Is he gone? Is he in that VIP room? He's securing crates to the deck. Oh, dang it. There goes that idea. <laughs> don't trust him. <laughs> Yeah, keep an eye on that man. He he is not trustworthy at all. Hmm. Okay, I'll give you guys a clue. It has nothing mm. to do with the number of rows. I just made it portrait-sized. Shaped? Okay. Yeah, landscape-shaped. Oh, oh, I see. There are four ships. Four types of ships. And, and yeah. four numbers on the combo. So maybe it is the number of ships versus the, you know, I, number I, on the dial. I think you're onto something. Uh, so we have two for the galleons. Yes. Okay. For galleys. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's what I count too. Me also. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting content. The caravel. I uh, count I- five caravels, but... You know, I was not exactly an A student in counting. <laughs> but you calculated the probability of switches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But was well, he telling was the truth? That was a librarian. We had an aside, you know, when we was librarians. <laughs> counting the, is a whole different matter. <laughs> the four ships, the, the, the four numbers that I got, we're two, seven, five, and six. So we just plug it into the dials for the VIP room. Would it be too rash to assume that this is in alphabetical order? My librarian training is kicking in once again. <laughs> I would say I, it's never too rash to assume <laughs> things are in alphabetical order. So I would no. go Caravel Galley, Galleon. No, I'm sorry, Galleon and then Galley and then Sloop. Caravel Galleon Galley Sloop. Okay. I'm so up for that. Seven, two, six, five. Does not open the door. All right. Any bongs or bings? <laughs> <laughs> seven got you a bing. Oh. Oh, we got a bing. We got a bing. Seven. Okay. Um, the other so... would be numerical descending order. If seven is first, perhaps six, and then five, and then two. Did you guys mess up alphabetical order, by the way? Like, that wasn't the answer, what but you, you totally put the caravel second, didn't you? 
No, Caravelle is first, followed mm-hmm. closely by Galleon and then Galley, because you see O is before Y. Yeah, and then you put Galley first. The last. I'm just saying. That was initially. I thought I corrected myself quickly afterward. Uh, my mistake. So I, it should I heard be you Caravelle, Galleon, Galley, and then Sloop. Which doesn't work, but I'm just saying it's kind of funny. The seven did get you a bing, and it was not what you... <laughs> bing! Okay. What um, are the odds? That's crazy. <laughs> so, descending order now, gentlemen. Seven, six, five, two. Are we in agreement? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't see any negative downside. Bing! Bong, bong, bing! <laughs> there was five noises there. <laughs> I believe it was a bing, bong, bong, bing. Which means uh, seven is good, followed by not and good, not good. good, and then two is good. So then we just switch the six and the five around. That sounds like a plan. Go ahead and do it, Graveyard. Graveyard puts in zero, 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 one. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what we agreed to. Bong, 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 bong. <laughs> um, seven, five, six, two. Bing, and bing, bing, bing. That is the order. The first boat is Galley, the second boat is Caravelle, the third boat is Sloop, and the fourth boat is Galleon on a grid. So that's why. Just to explain, because you got the puzzle right, you should get the Y, right? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> With a click, the door audibly unlocks. Okay. Um, this is where we die. <laughs> I mean, so, so far our luck has been, well, actually terrible, uh, but, <laughs> you know... What's one more for the books? And I push the door open. Beyond the door, this room looks sort of like a luxury hotel room. There's a desk, a bay window, and a fluffy bed. Sitting on the bay window seat, reading a book, is a 64-year-old human woman. She holds her posture with noble rigidity and poise, and is wearing an incredibly fancy dress. As her head rotates to the door you entered through, Long, graying curls sway around her pale skin, framing green eyes. Her eyes narrow in recognition at you, Rufus. She sighs and huffs, muttering under her breath, Of all the people. Mm, Mrs. Montgomery, I presume. (laughs) Rufus T. Carbuncle, I presume. That's me. What are you doing here? I don't suppose you're the very important person this to go around? As the owner of this ship, I am uh, a very important person. Mm, yes. Yeah, no, that's Have not Have you great. come to steal it from me, too? Not this time. Now I am an adventurer, and I protect um, the shipments. Uh, this time, anyway. Uh, That's behind me. We'll say that. Oh, gosh. We hired you to protect the ship? How's that going? (laughs) (laughs) You're still safe, aren't you? Look at you. And we cracked the code to get in this room, so that is a testament to how capable of adventurers we are. I haven't been very safe at all. What? Can you elaborate? Yeah. I have died like three times. <gasps> Wait. So have we. So have we. Twice. 
<laughs> well, Mrs. Montgomery, I was not the cause of any of those deaths this time or ever, so that should be something. I may have robbed from you once, and I look at Greyjard and I kind of like, one <laughs> specific time in my piracy days, uh, but... Uh, but how did you die the first two t- The first time we died was by pirate. What happened down here? An explosion. Oh. Hmm. I don't know what's going on outside my room, but something happens after the storm starts that makes this whole ship explode. Oh, you know what? After we died, they may have continued into the storm where the lightning ignited the explosives, and she may have died at the hand of that lightning every single time, even though we had not. Ah, it's the lightning. Yes, your deaths don't matter. Only my death would reset a time loop. See, and this is what this is why I robbed from her. <laughs> I say very quietly to my companions. <laughs> why would you loop upon your death? I don't know. <laughs> Graveyard shifts. I turns red. And he goes, do you want to make that a fourth lady? <laughs> I don't care at all. What? See, I can't die a traumatic death. Traumatic? <laughs> no. She holds up a gold hourglass necklace with hollow glass regions as if it could have sand. Do you see this? Yes. Okay. Years ago, I drank the sands of this hourglass amulet. She looks incredibly pleased with herself. What? You drank sand? Worth it. (laughs) All right. Graveyard shifts like I turns back to blue and he goes, sorry, guys. I I'm I'm sorry, gentlemen. I went into bad cop mode. It happens sometimes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you did. You escalated things quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She said she drank magic sand. You drank sand. Yes. Worth it. Explain. Yes, maybe. What does it do? It reverses well, when you time drink, upon oh. the case of my unfortunate demise. If I were to die a traumatic death, it reverses that the time until I wouldn't. And, you know, honestly, it doesn't bother me. I brought plenty of books to read on my passage. You see she's sitting in the bay window, just reading books. And exploding well, is so rapid and not all that uncomfortable. But honestly, I just see it as more time to read the many novels I brought with me for my journey. Well, okay. Hold on one second. Now, did you drink this sand before or after I had stolen from you all those years ago? Long Allegedly. before. Oh, Long so I could have before. I could have killed you. Oh, well. <laughs> I did I I wouldn't have. No, because then I would have known your pirate ship was coming and I wouldn't have been robbed. I was very unhappy when you left me tied to that mast, unable to reverse time. Well, I mean, you're not, uh, I guess you wanted to die. Hmm, that is strange. Look, gentlemen, I, she's a rich lady. She owns ships and I stole from her. And apparently she's immortal. Um, so. Well, she, she might be the perfect person to ask. Why in the world are we transporting such a humongous quantity of explosives to just show? Thunder. Oh, God. I assume that means we are dead. The storm has reached you. There are cargo crates of explosives up on the deck. Thunder! 
I, I would like my question answered by this lady. <laughs> Why are we carrying so much explosive? It sells for a very high price. You're never going to get to just show. If we throw her overboard, she doesn't die. <laughs> now that you're all paying attention, because the car goes up on the deck, as the lightning strikes the mast and funnels down the lightning rod, it arcs catches the first crate, which catches the next crate, which catches all the crates, and the whole ship explodes. We've been killing ourselves the whole time. <laughs> we didn't need to move these crates at all. Well, but the first time, we died via pirate. Yeah, that was our bad. There is a flash of white light. Everyone, please gain a level on your D6 feet under character sheet. You're all on the deck of the revenge. The harbor is far behind you, the shore far away, and a tiny line on the horizon. Turning away from the shore, storm clouds darken the horizon of the open sea. A small, uninhabited island, barely large enough for a thick copse of trees, looms on the port side, or left of the ship. All right. So, okay. This is getting tired. I think tiring. I know what needs to happen. Uh, you guys want to go deal with Miss Montgomery, or do you want to sink, uh, I mean, turn the ship around? Sorry, not sink. <laughs> well, what's killing us was the pirates first. We avoid the pirates. Then every other time has been lightning igniting the boxes that we move. We move them onto the deck to get at these other things on uh, these other doors. So if we just don't move the boxes, we can deliver Miss Montgomery safely. She gets off the ship, we get away from her time loop, and we get paid. Is that a solution? I, it could be, but if we don't move those boxes, I don't get that deed for that mine that was swimming oh, yeah. from Grandma D. And that is going to happen, so we need to do something with those explosives. And I don't mind dumping them over the side of this ship. So they are in the water, and they can blow up just fine out there, and we can be just safe. Would we have time? Do you, do you guys think we would have time just to get the silver mine deed, and then just put the explosives back? I have a feeling that maybe the train system in Guasso would be a better way to transport this highly combustible <laughs> uh, series of cargo. I have no qualms in robbing from or ruining Miss Montgomery's business yet again. She's terrible. Yeah. Remember the job is that the ship gets there. It doesn't say nothing about the cargo. <laughs> and it's cargo. You know you won't get paid if you don't have that cargo delivered. Oh. Well, I do find it suspicious that there is a cargo hold in a galleon which is enormous, yet they keep all the explosives in the hallway. That seems like poor management. You know what I mean? What's Chico got on Charlotte? Hmm. Do you feel as though that Chico is the reason that they have mismanaged cargo? I would not be surprised. Well, I say we just start schlepping, schlepping stuff into the cargo hold. Well, we're going to shake down Chico first for that silver mine, right? I mean, that that's not out of the picture. I want you to get that silver mine. Well, yeah, I think so, but I think that I, as Rufus, have succeeded and been the only one able to move the crates. I'll just start moving <laughs> crates. <laughs> okay, but you also were the one that discovered that, that he was a, a lying cheat. Well, that's true. So please 
Let's let's prioritize. I mean, we can have do-overs forever, apparently. <laughs> apparently. But uh, we need a silver mine, and then we put the explosives in there. And if that doesn't work, then we'll just flip it around and do the explosives first, and then do the silver mine. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, tell me what you're doing right now. There's an island with a thick copse of trees looming on your left. What do you do first? Get away. I'll let Rufus handle that because he's done it successfully so many times before. Yeah. Just list the things you're going to do in the order you're going to do them. Party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Avoid the island, right? Avoid the island. Check. <laughs> Stop looking at orca. We don't got time for orca whales. <laughs> no, we've got time for whales. <laughs> We go I've immediately seen whales below in my deck. life. That's fine. <laughs> immediately yeah. below deck, and I'll start moving crates right out of the right out of the gate. Check. Right. And then we flip those switches. Six, two, four, five, one, seven, three. Bing. And we rush in. Come here, you. Rough up and check. And rush in. <laughs> yeah. Check. Roll up your sleeves. Do it. <laughs> he runs out of the cargo hold, leaving the deed flapping. He's not going nowhere. That's fine. There's nowhere to go. It's a ship. I casually pick up the deed and then start moving boxes as best I can with my new grit uh, level. Excellent. And you all move the cargo where? Into the cargo hold. <laughs> yeah, into the cargo hold. Congratulations. You've figured it out. The explosives yes. are now secure in the cargo hold and won't detonate upon lightning strike. You've saved the ship from exploding during the storm. Hooray. So the, s- <laughs> the storm is over and it's been a few days. Congratulations on exiting the time loop, everybody. You've befriended some crew members. You fought your way through pirates. You solved puzzles and you outsmarted a corrupt con artist. Your journey to Jishope continues. Truly, Captain Morgan picked the right guild to hire to guard the revenge. Over the next few days, Atticus and Charlotte and the other crew members become more friendly with you. One night, after dinner, you three are all out on the deck watching the moon float over the endless sea. The deck has just been cleaned, and there's a bucket of wash water, a mop, and a puddle on the wood. It's quiet, and you're alone. Charlotte, the ram's horn-headed, muscle-armed crew member, clears her throat and steps out from a shadow. Everyone, do a wit check. Five. I got a four. I got a one. (laughs) (laughs) Rufus and Graveyard are able to tell that she's nervous. She's wringing her hands. She clears her throat as if struggling to say something. Lothario, you think she's really pretty. (laughs) But the other two look closer at that tattoo on her cheek under her eye. It's like a circle with, at the one o'clock position, a comma coming off that circle. The fat part of the comma is furthest from the circle. And she's wringing her hands, clearing her throat as if struggling to say something. I will approach her and say... A fine night for sailing, wouldn't you say? And I, I I, don't bring up her nervousness immediately. Make a wit check. Oh boy. It's good now. Let's see. hey that's a five. Holy cow. Leveling up has really improved you guys. She looks up at the moon 
She looks around at the water, and she looks at you three. Fire-breathing kittens, there's something you should know, but I shouldn't be telling you this. I mean, but you could uh, also tell us. That's an option. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) You need to know about... About the... Teapot. The moment she says the word teapot, there's a flash of magical light that pulses out from her mouth like a ring rapidly expanding off of the boat over the waves to the horizon. Her eyes widen in panic. Her mouth is moving, but there are no words coming out. She clutches her throat, looking like she's screaming. A shadowy figure rises from the puddle on the deck, rising straight up, floating. A man looks at the terrified ram-horned woman. He raises his hand, makes a slashing motion, and then drops down back into the puddle, not a drop of water spilled. Charlotte collapses on the deck of the Revenge, moonlight revealing a long slash mark of bruise, as if someone had cut her, but without breaking the skin. That marks the end of today's story, which was one more puzzle piece fitting into the overarching tale of season 2023. Joining us today were... Rufus! Oh my, she, wow, that's disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Graveyard. Oh my goodness, Uh, maybe Bad Cop might need to come out a little more often now. (laughs) And Lothario. So, uh, thank you for letting me be a part of this adventure, and I, I, I understand we're signing off, but if, let's say, uh, the lady in the VIP suite were to die again right now (laughs) could we perhaps find out more information about this teapot by mopping up this no you know what thank you everybody i had a great time (laughs) two things first you realize a hundred percent of the people who were nearby her death during the first loop don't remember looping but she does second she's mysteriously nowhere to be found Today we played the mechanics of D six feet under pretty poorly, but we tried. If you'd like to play, that poorly was coming on me, not you guys. You guys did great. If you'd like to play this game with friends too, you can find it at prof p r o p h dot itch dot io slash d six hyphen feet hyphen under. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good night, everyone. It's the part of the show where we do a promotion swap with another podcast. If you'd like to do a promotion swap with us, contact us at firebreathingkittenspodcast at gmail. Have you heard of the Play On podcast series from Next Chapter Podcasts? This is where theater meets podcast, combining the modern-day audio phenomenon with the power of live performance. Play On podcasts are epic audio adventures reimagining timeless tales, Featuring original music, composition, and the voices of extraordinarily gifted artists. Check out Play On Podcast.